Welcome back to the Big Geek Podcast. I'm one of your hosts, Ron Avis. Sitting with me to the far left is my co-host, the Prince of Pixels. Nick Wright. Also joining us in a crossover event is our guest host, Adam Peterson. And this is our Ghostbusters tribute episode. fresh that was fresh as the kids say that was that was refreshing it was no no it's not refreshing it's uh satisfying satisfying, yeah nick are you aware of the whole like it's satisfying youtube thing i am not okay (laughs) i was not either and i i I fancy myself quite the youtube these kids on youtube are going nuts for things that are satisfying (laughs) yeah they're just satisfying okay yeah now i guess i'm just officially old okay um yeah so this this is this is, you know, I can't believe we haven't thought to do this before in the past. We've done tribute episodes uh, for all things nostalgic that we love, things that we grew up with. And I don't know if I can think of anything more like that brings you more nostalgia or me or you, certainly, uh, or has been in just like the minds of people in pop culture for as long as it has as Ghostbusters. Have we not done Ghostbusters? No. Well, no, we've really? tiptoed around Ghostbusters a lot. I guess we always talk about like our favorite things and yeah. Ghostbusters. Yeah. yeah, well, I mean, favorite cartoon Ghostbusters. We, favorite we did movie, a favorite movie, right? <laughs> well, you, you, I usually favorite toy Ghostbusters. It's come up. I'm sure the firehouse came up. I know the Ecto Ecto one came up in our vehicles episode. Oh yeah, favorite vehicle Ghostbusters. So you know, if you think about it, we've touched upon just about everything, but we've just never really zeroed in and been laser focused on Ghostbusters. Yeah, I didn't even realize we haven't done like just no. that theme no and like what made me want to do this episode most of all was the um was the release of the proper trailer for the new 2020 ghostbusters ghostbusters Afterlife. which now has a new name yeah yeah Afterlife. which right and we didn't know what it was going to be called for a while they they they've been saying all along it was a direct sequel to two mm-hmm. so you're thinking ghostbusters three but it's interesting that you say that because just going by the trailer kind of makes me wonder how much will they even acknowledge the sequel, you know? Because the trailer didn't really seem to like. Are you talking about the 2016 movie or the 2000 the, the 1989? Dude, we don't speak. Oh wow, okay. <laughs> you're not. You're not. Oh come on, Nick. I know you're not <laughs> one of those. Slight breach of etiquette. You're, yeah. <laughs> Where's your decorum, man? Uh, no, no I mean, you weren't a go, hater of the 2016. No, I wasn't a hater, but it wasn't as good. Let's we're, be honest. We're going to get to it. We're going to get to it. But yeah, I, you know what? I'm not sure because I feel like the because there was like a clip where Paul Rudd was saying it's like The Walking Dead out there and yeah. it like well, you know Ray's the, jogging along. Was that from the first movie? That was from the first movie. Okay. And, and the way he kind of said like you know in the 80s that you know ghosts were all over the place and yeah. then they just kind of disappeared. You could act like that includes the sequel, which mm-hmm. was five years later, right? But it, it kind of seems to me like they almost might not acknowledge it at all like maybe there's like a couple different paths you can take like either it it happened and they'll speak of it and whatever or they just won't speak of it but it still could have happened yeah or they just will forget it all together and it's just directly after the first movie if you think about it they got built they coaxed bill murray back out to do this movie like officially like maybe 
part of the reason why they got him out was they are kind of ignoring the second movie, which he's never been a fan of. The trailer kind of seems like they're just kind of like pretending like it didn't happen. But I didn't see it that way. But pull, I can pulling a Halloween, just going straight from the first to the original. I'm all for that. To yeah. the new. I mean, we'll see. Yeah, because like, part of the, my thought of that is just like Ecto One. Like it doesn't have any of the things that Ecto One A had oh. like decked out. It. it looks like the old Ecto. That's what you get from a, from a true fan, right there. Yeah. Well, yeah. Nick would notice those little details. <laughs> How many times you have didn't you notice watched? this? No, not at all. Well, I don't notice those. Like things. you don't like, notice like it, it doesn't looks have like, like the, the logo with the two. Which and no, I, that's true. And I was talking to my brother Mark, but yeah. you know, it you you could kind of say like. Maybe like if Ghostbusters two like still did happen in, in this universe, that they could have just temporarily used that logo for like you know we're back. But then when things kind of settled down, they went back to the old logo. Yeah. But then it still doesn't have like any of the other things. That is like, a good catch. Like it had like that design like all yeah. over it, you know. And I, it, I haven't heard anybody talk about that in any like little videos that I've watched. Like nobody's really mentioned that. So yeah, it, that I know of. I mean maybe somebody has. It's got like none of the bling that Ecto one A had at all. Yeah, with the like LEDs and stuff. Yeah. yeah. That's interesting. Okay. Uh, well, I, I, we're already f- we're, we're deep into so, the like preview. I've, of, yeah, I've already gotten ahead of myself. Let's so. just keep going with this. All right. So you think it's probably going to be a follow up to the first one with maybe maybe they'll have well, some nods to I, Pink Slime or I, something. I kind of I think that they're definitely going to focus more on the first one and and maybe just kind of just not mention the second one much. Yeah. So, like, maybe it could have happened. Maybe, you know, who knows? I think they just kind of won't really talk about it much. But then that also begs the other question. What about Oscar? Ooh. Well, Oscar was supposedly like if there's like an adult Oscar, then I guess it did happen. Oh, it would have had to have happened, right? So that's a good point. We'll see. We'll see. If they mention Vigo or Oscar or anything like that, then we can just assume it happened. Yeah. Um, So, what was your thoughts on it though? Like when you watched? Because remember, I was like, I was texting you like early in the morning. Like, I hadn't watched it yet. Yeah, (laughs) it's out, guys. It's out. It's here. Yeah. Yeah. What was your initial? reaction to the first time you saw it because oh, you didn't just, like message me back or anything going like oh my god i wet my pants oh i it just yeah i thought it looked great okay i mean yeah it, i'm just really excited what did you think of that gunner seat that was cool i love that, that but that so do you even know like the kind of the reference of that no so that i think was like a there there, there was uh some promo art for re, um return um real ghostbusters be- it looks like a toy thing, doesn't it? Yeah, it was from the merchandise, wasn't it? Th- there was a. We'll have to like put a picture up. Like yeah. I- I'll find it and I'll show it to okay. you. Okay. But um, before like the cartoon like was actually released, there was like some promo art for it where they're like all in the car and I, I think it was maybe Peter that was shooting at Slimer. And there, he was coming out the side of it, mm-hmm. kind of like that. Like, I mean, you can't really see that it's a gunner seat, but it's very, very reminiscent of that. I think I got like a total turtle van vibe out of that thing. Yeah. You know? But but that's what that made reminded me of was was that promo art that um, we'll have to show you. I really dug that. Like those last couple seconds, like that you got where they're like joyriding around. Yeah, that was awesome. a gunner seat? That was really cool. I really like that. So Paul Rudd is just... Let's get to the story. Like, what do you you think the story is all about? Because, like... 
is it a coincidence that this is happening? And like we don't even and we don't even know like. Are these his kids? One of the Ghostbusters' kids? Well, it it seems like <laughs> or it, grandkids. It, I mean, it really seems like it's Egon's grandkids. It really does. Yeah. The look of the kids, which just makes, the girl it just has so many more questions, though. Like Egon must have got pretty busy, you know, right after the first. Or I assumed he would have gotten movie. with Janine, but maybe it was Lewis and Janine. Well, there was yeah, Lewis and Janine. That was you know. Well, yeah, because like in the very first movie, they really played it up yeah. like Janine liked Egon. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Which they continued on with the cartoon. Right. But, but then when the second movie came out, and if Lewis is not going to be in this new movie too, like they can totally. Yeah, that's so. I don't know. It's, I mean, the the kid. Well, but. Um, Annie Potts is going to be in this, though. I mean, yeah, she's one yeah, of, yeah, she's in it. Yeah, but but the the mother, if Janine was the mom, then that mother of the kid would be Annie Potts would be her mom. Oh, it would be. Yeah, if it's a grandkid. Oh, okay. Like the little kid. You're right. With the glasses. Yeah. yeah, you're right. You're yeah, right. Yeah, I see what you're saying there. Yeah. Oh, okay. Okay. So that could still happen. That could still be yeah, in play. So, yeah. So I don't know what'll happen, but it seems kind of weird that they would. They really seem to kind of hint that it's Egon's kids, though. That's totally the vibe I got. Because I mean, hello, it's not going to be. Because right, they. It's not like, going. It, it's not Ray. It's not going to be Peter. Like the, probably. Like the the little girl's got like the round glasses yes. that looks like Egon, yes. and and then when they're talking about you know my grandfather, then it, yeah. it went to like a to shot the, of the yeah. jumpsuit that's jump Spangler. Suit. Right, 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 right. Well, and it's a, it's a really good way within the film to work in not around the fact that Harold Ramis is. Well, uh, yeah, and she said, like, you know, when my grandfather passed away, right. and everybody uh, knows Harold <clears throat> Ramis passed no away. No throwaway lines in that trailer. Like, yeah. so many times, you know, that you, you get the feeling like people kind of fake you out with the trailers, but maybe yeah. they're just being really direct with this one. I don't know. I mean, they could... Who knows? I mean, <laughs> trailers love to trick you. Yeah, yeah, so, yeah. yeah. Especially these Star Wars, Star Wars ones, these more recent yeah. Star Wars ones. J.J. Abrams. <laughs> I'm okay with it. Whatever. I mean, they, you know, Ryan Johnson did it too. But, with and it, it even seems like it might tie in with like Zool and Gozer. Yes. Because I mean, there was like, there was the growl and then there was like a terror dog. There was a terror dog. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. That was a, that looked like a terror dog. Yeah. So the, well, so you think it's Zool coming back? For a piece? I, it, I don't know. It looked like a terror dog foot. So in uh, w- one of the breakdowns that I saw, Nerdist did of the trailer. Um, uh, and I'm, I'm going to lean on you a little bit as far as some of the trivia because I forgot the name. Um, in this, the the one shot in the trailer <coughs> where um, the uh, there's a mine and oh, it's Shandor. Yeah, Evo Shandor. Yeah. That um, he was like the architect of Dana's building. Yeah. Ooh. Yeah, it was like Shandor Mine. Yeah. Are we getting some of that? Uh, yeah. So it it really really kind of looks like it's going back to Gozer. I love that. That's that's ex- it's all very exciting. Yeah, it's all very exciting. Oh, and did did anybody notice the uh, the the stack of books? Yes. No. What, what part was that uh, you, on? Oh, you didn't. In when the house. they're when they're yeah in the house when they're like getting under the table. And he's like, remember that summer when we we died or whatever. Oh uh, yeah yeah that yeah, that scene yeah. right there yeah the, Wolf, in, Wolf, the, in the background. Wolfhard. Yeah, um, Finn Wolfhard. Finn Wolfhard, right? In the background, there's like See, a stack he's of doing books it too. Yeah. <laughs> no, no human would ever stack books. Yeah, right. <laughs> it's, like, it's like the Philadelphia mass turbulence of 1947. Dude, I've got some fun quotes to like talk about when we're going to get to those quotes. Uh, yeah, no, I didn't know stacking. 
symmetrical book stacking. I love it so much. The dialogue in the first Ghostbusters is some of the best. Like, so many quotable lines. Listen, you smell that? Yeah. <laughs> I'm going to need a sample of that. Um, Adam, what was your initial thought, instincts, reaction to that trailer? I, I, was, I enjoyed the 2016 one. Um, yeah. I, I tried to fight off as much. I saw it three times. Three times, night. yeah. Three times opening night. Yeah. Um, and so I tried. Adam's <laughs> not like your ordinary movie going no, fan, though. I'm <laughs> different. But it, because it was Ghostbusters, like I wanted it to do well. It's like even if it's you know this is a you were willing. It I to mean be that's how hit. I was. Like I, yeah. I really yeah. wanted it to do well, and yeah. it started really strong. Yeah, it did. Yeah, it did. Um, so, but it. In all of that, because I enjoyed it, my I watched it with my kids. They liked it. It was it was funny. There were there were missteps um, in the 2016 one. Well, Let's I, save the 2016 talk for when we I, get there. <laughs> I, I, I use it only only to compare. When yeah. I saw this trailer, I was like, yeah. "Oh crap, this one's." I mean, like you watch the trailer and just like yeah. Yeah. everything, everything oh, goes yeah. like, "Oh, this is." They could have made this movie in 2016, but they didn't. So they could have. Right. Thankfully, now we have it in 2019 because it's like this looks. I mean, just you know, even just you see you see Jason Reitman, and you're just like yeah. the word Reitman's on the screen, and you see Ghostbusters, you're like, oh, I'm I'm good. And he's a capable act director oh, too. Very, it's not like he's just very. the son of Ivan Reitman no. who gets the job. I mean, he's done like Juno and yeah, you know, I mean, some other films too. But growing, like he, he knows what he's doing. Growing up with that, be, you know, being there with his dad on the set, knowing the vibe. He was in so, part two. Yeah, yeah, he's <laughs> the man like, kid. Yeah, so it's like, <laughs> having that in his blood just you know makes you feel kind of like okay. Not that Paul Feig was incapable with the franchise, yeah. but you're just like, okay, these hands know Ghostbusters. Right. Yeah, right this right. makes me feel good. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah, it and for me personally, I just sighed. It was like a big sigh of yeah. relief. It's like the feeling the I can compare it to is when I saw the trailer uh, for the fir- like that first Transformers movie, uh, the 2000 uh, was it nine? I don't even remember. The first one, the good right. one. Yeah. You know, when I first saw a trailer for that, and it like I realized that it was being uh, treated seriously with a lot of money and care, uh, that that went downhill fast. But right. at least in the first one, it really seemed like okay, yeah, they're not just taking a property and 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 just hoping people show up just for the name alone. Like they're really putting some love in it. And this man, this just feels like a love letter to the to you know more, I guess the original Ghostbusters. Yeah, you know, and, and as much as I don't really like the movie designs, I, I can kind of appreciate what they were trying to do, like upgrading it to be you know more for like today's standards kind of thing. Yeah, so I can appreciate that. I don't have any problem like with a lot of stuff they did in the in the new movie. All right, so like it's safe to say we're all pretty excited to see it. Uh, was it what, is it July or June? I forget. Is it June July tenth? July tenth. I think so. It's got to be a massive hit, and I love that Paul Rudd's in it too. That kind of gives it like a little bit of a star oomph a bit. Yeah. yeah. You know, like everybody loves Paul Rudd. You can't hate a movie with Paul Rudd, right? Yeah. <laughs> and uh, you know, like, and you had. Uh, Finn Wolfhard, who's, you know, like, everybody was like, oh, it's giving us such a Stranger, you know, things. Stranger Things. Yeah, yeah. Stranger Things vibe, uh, which... McKenna Grace, who I've promoted on the show before. Yeah. She was who I recast She, she as, looks great. As the uh, the twins from The Shining. I'm just so excited. Like, I, I, I just can't help but speculate and wonder how much of the original cast going to be in it. Because it's everybody, right? Like, hasn't... Uh, Ernie Hudson and Dan Aykroyd. Of Everybody, course. Rick Moranis is like the only one that yeah. I haven't really heard. Yeah, I, 
they could, but they could still film something that they wanted to. There's yeah. still time. Well, his his whole rebuttal in the 2016 was like, why? Why would I? Why would we need it? It's All like right. at this point, I, I would retort to him, was like, well, why not? Like, yeah. With this this movie, I can see 2016. Okay, you know, he didn't know what was going to be in it, but mm-hmm. it's like, oh, but now this one this one's just going to have the buzz. It's like, dude, if you don't get in it. You're just getting left. Behind. And was he wrong about the 2016 movie? In hindsight, I mean, like it was kind of cool, like at first seeing, like, oh, when are they going to pop up in cameos? Right. And you know, you, everybody got like a little thrill, but I mean, it was pointless for the most part. Yeah, I mean, the cameos were really kind of disappointing for the most yeah. part. Yeah, they were. Yeah. Uh, Annie Potts was like, the only one that like I wasn't like, eh. yeah. Like Dan Aykroyd's was definitely the lamest. I feel like I liked Winston's with the the Hearst. Yeah, you know, I liked that, his. That one was probably the best. And Bill Murray's was just all over the place. Yeah. That was really weird. Yeah. Um, it felt very Garfield too to me. Do you think they're just going to show up for just a, a tad little bit, or do you think they'll work them in, like weave them into the story, like a yeah, lot? Uh, who knows? I, yeah, I don't know. It's anybody's guess at this point, yeah. right? I'm, Until we see some footage of them. Is um, I think one of my what I've been questioning is is this? I know they talked a lot in 2016 when that one was um, evolving that it was going to be this passing of the torch, yeah. which they kind of did, kind of didn't. Um, they just said, here's some new Ghostbusters. Um, with this, if you have the original cast returning, it's direct connection to the original material. Is this setting up a, a new franchise? Is this setting up, are we going to pass it on to a younger generation? That's a good question, because these are children I, we're I talking about. they need to like mentor these children. They do. Yeah. That's what I'm thinking. Like They're going to have to like suit like, up, The right? kids are going to start figuring stuff out, and, and so then the guys are going to have to come and... You know, mentor them and teach them the ropes. And because that was that was one of the things with Paul Rudd. I mean, he's a very capable piece of this. I was like, okay, he's a good name to have mm. uh, uh, on the marquee for this. But also, I mean, he's it, he appears that he's like a science teacher. Yeah, you know, he's very. He's oh, I love that first, he has like the memory of. Yeah, the he's got that connection to the ghost. He was a kid, you know, when when it yeah. happened originally. Is he like the Egon version of Ghostbusters Extreme, where he's? You know, he becomes the Ghostbuster and has this. Oh, routine. yeah, maybe yeah. he could be. A, yeah. He could be a Ghostbuster for sure. I, I never thought of that, but yeah. Who hell? Even maybe the daughter. You know, like <laughs> you never know. Yeah. Whole family know. gets in on it. Yeah, yeah. Family Ghostbusters. Yes. I, I hope it's a major hit. I think it will be. I, I think do. just like they, you know, they, they and they didn't wait a long time. They they came out with the trailer. Did they didn't make you wait for it? No. Grow because remember the big thing with the 2016 one was like the trailer didn't come out. For a long, long time. Hey, did you see? There's an international trailer with a, oh, a, a couple of different scenes. Oh no, I didn't see that. Yeah, I haven't seen they it they actually kind of mess with the proton pack a little bit. They're like mm. out in the field shooting the proton pack. Oh god! And, and those uh, sound effects. And one of the kids has like the the goggles on, and, and it does like a, a Polaroid kind of thing. Like he's got the goggles and and like a Polaroid picture like comes out the side of it. Really? And he starts shaking it. That is the best thing I've ever seen. Well, that's nice. from the '80s for sure. <laughs> that's cool. That's so cool. That's so. That's like your GoPro back in the day, right? I guess you take a shot, it takes a shot. <laughs> All right. Well, uh, you know, uh, in, anybody have any other thoughts on the 2020 Ghostbusters Afterlife? I just can't wait. I know, but I, I, I'm hoping for like a couple more trailers, even. Like, I, I don't want to have to like wait that long for something new. Yeah. And I'm, I'm hoping that the footage is so good. That we will get another, at least another. We'll we'll get another trailer. You always get yep. like a second yep. trailer, mm-hmm. but uh, I'm I'm just my mouth is watering. <laughs> I can't wait for this. It's gonna be so great. It's the Ghostbusters we've been waiting for. Okay, 
So, but the the main reason we're even Ghostbusters fans is because the 1984 Ghostbusters was just such a huge hit, even though like it shouldn't have been. Like you know, we we probably all watched some sort of documentary on the making of Ghostbusters. Mm-hmm. There's a there's a recent one on Netflix that just came out from the uh, the uh, makers of the toys that made us, the movies that made us. Mm-hmm. I need to watch that still. It's oh, fantastic. It's there, there's some stuff in that that I didn't know. There mm-hmm. were some new things. So, you know, it's absolutely worth a watch. But, you know, like I've got a thick book of Ghostbusters, making of Ghostbusters down there. You know, like there's been other documentaries. Like just, hell, even one of the best DVD commentaries of all time, in my opinion, was that Ghostbusters commentary where it had like oh, – uh, yeah. Ivan Reitman and uh, Harold Ramis was in it. Harold Ramis, yeah. And and every time I, seen, I remember like the beginning where like the books are going by and you could hear Her- Harold Ramis go books on a wire, books on a wire, <laughs> <laughs> and they're sharing all the little secrets and yeah. stuff. So that that was a thrill, and I, I watched that a many many times. You actually told yeah. me about it too. Like, oh I remember, yeah, yeah. You were just like, dude, the commentary for Ghostbusters is good. So uh, you know, there's all the information. So we're not we're not really here to rehash like all those like little things. Just watch those. That's actually why exactly why. Okay. All right, Adam, go ahead. <laughs> but no, I, I really just wanted to talk about the characters themselves. You got uh, Peter Venkman, who's Bill Murray, uh, the mouth of the Ghostbusters. The mouth of the Ghostbusters. Uh, originally was going to be uh, well, not not like it was a one for one, but John Belushi was John supposed Belushi. to be in it with Dan Aykroyd. Like he yeah. wrote it for him and and Belushi because like they were such good friends and they worked so well together and they were in the blues brothers and saturday night live Mm -hmm. and uh also eddie murphy was supposed to be in it Mm -hmm. uh he was the third ghostbuster and uh john candy was going to be told uh lewis yeah which is i I didn't know that until you know the the you know movies that made us at least i don't remember if i knew that fact before so it's really interesting how the movie was originally going to be and of course you know the the original script for ghostbusters was out there Apparently, oh yeah, yeah. Way out there. <laughs> Where you know the Ghostbusters were like these firemen in space, kind of yeah. you know bizarre trip. And then once once he presented the script, and I guess Sony thought they might have had something. Then they got Ivan Reitman, and then he and Ivan Reitman went and they they like rewrote it. Mm-hmm. And uh, it seems to me like a lot of the original ideas that Dan Aykroyd had got put on the back shelf. And uh, really, one of the only things, one of the only few things that made it was the Stay Puft guy, which is really interesting. Like, yeah. you know, like I, it seems like such an iconic thing, you know, it makes you wonder, like, what other cool things could have been in there that they, if they just had the nerve to pull the trigger and, and do. But, uh, but anyways, yeah, so you got Peter Bankman played by Bill Murray, Ray Stance, who's Dan Aykroyd. The heart of He's the heart, yeah. It's because of Dan Aykroyd that the movie's made, really. And uh, it, it's so interesting to learn that his family had... Like, I, I actually have known for a long time that Dan Aykroyd's really into, um, like, supernatural. supernatural yeah, yeah. paranormal he, stuff, yeah. Back when I would used to listen to, like, AM radio and stuff, when I was working third shift, he, would, um, he was on, a, like, a radio show he would host at night. No, wait, no. He, he wasn't hosting it, but he was a guest. And I remember... He was on there, and the show was all about like paranormal stuff, like you know, like the kind of thing you would hear like at three in the morning. Was like, it coast to coast? It might have been, yeah. And I, it was really interesting. I, I always liked listening to it. And Dan Aykroyd was on there, and he was like talking about all this stuff about ghosts. Like I'm like, holy crap, he really like knows his he stuff. He knows his stuff. I, and and at that time, I just didn't realize like did did he do Ghostbusters and then become really you know in, in, interested in the paranormal, or was it the other way around? 
And, uh, you know, it wasn't really clear to me at that time, but we've since learned, like, no, his dad actually wrote a book about the ghosts, like the history of ghosts or something like yeah. that. And, uh, you know, it's from all of these, um, it, it was really his father, I guess, mainly. All of all of his well, like, like his grandfather or something. Um, the the movies that made us said something about his grandfather. I forget exactly what was it. His grandfather did like seances or something. Or oh, okay, yeah, yeah, maybe. I, I'll have to rewatch that and check it out. But so the family really, it's 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 a little kooky and weird, you know. And he came out of it, you know, as this like entertainer somehow. Yeah, uh, comedian. And uh, really, really bright. You, you always got the sense that he was like one of the smartest guys in the room. He's just a really, really smart guy. Uh, but, you know, like him being in the movie and as Ray Stantz, as you said, the heart of the Ghostbusters. And they even mentioned that, too, like, you know, in the movies like that. He, he's the heart. Mm-hmm. So I just think that's so cool that like he had such a huge, you know, it, like this was his baby. And thankfully, it didn't get taken away from him. Yeah, it was morphed quite a bit. For the better, really. I mean, uh, who, who knows what they would have done without the help they got. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, but moving on to uh, Egon. Uh, and Egon Spingler, played by the late great Harold Ramis, uh, who you know was brought in. I don't know if he was brought in afterwards. Maybe you guys can refresh my memory. But Bill Murray was brought in. Like He was a big driving force in getting the movie made. Well, they from uh, listening to the movies that made us, they... It was like Ivan kept saying, "Yeah, Bill Murray's on board," but yeah, he and he, Dan, yeah. Well, but he was known for like just kind of showing up whenever, like yeah. you, you would never kind of know, like, is he coming? He, he made him wait. He said he's coming. Is he coming? You know, and then he shows up at the last minute, like when everybody's starting to panic, like thinking he may not show up. There he is. Well, I was sifting through some of the stuff on IMDb, and there was a. I, I knew he'd done a movie called Razor's Edge that came out in '84, also Bill Murray, mm-hmm. and uh, it was like a drama. And uh, from what I understand, that movie left such a sore taste in, in Murray's mouth. And uh, also with the studio, I think there was a lot of, you know, nasty things said about Murray and his acting and, like, what he's capable of doing. And, like, he, he went into, like, semi-retirement for several years. Uh, and he came out of it to do, like, Ghostbusters 2, really. Mm. So they, they gave him that, you know, razor's edge. They were like, well, you know, if this movie bombs and tanks, it's no big deal because it costs like nothing to make. And if, we, if there's a chance we can get him to do Ghostbusters, then we'll do this. It was kind of those like backhand deals, backroom deals, or you do this for us, you know, or we'll do this for you if you please star in this Ghostbusters movie. We need you in it. So I don't know. What have, what have you read or heard, Adam? Uh, I was, because with the Murray, I was curious because I know he and, um, he and Harold had such a connection from National Lampoon. Yeah. And I, I, I'm trying to... Stripes, man. Yeah, stripes. I mean, yeah. um, they had... I mean, because Harold Ramis was a pretty reliable writer at this point. Yeah. Um, and Ivan Reitman directed Murray and Meatballs, yeah, right? And so yeah. So I mean, all three of them, you know, there was some, some community there. Um, and, yeah, I, I mean, I think really um, uh, I wish... I, I wish they would have, because it just, I, and I don't, I don't know as much with the sequel, and I'm not going to jump ahead too far, because I know yeah. you probably have thoughts, or you know, we'll get to that. But you know, just <clears throat> these things all blend together. It's hard yeah. to keep on task. That's what I'm here to try and do, though. <laughs> you are our, our leader. <laughs> I will moderate this conversation as best of my ability. But yeah, I mean, just you know, because that's, I mean, that's what Bill Murray was known for was just. You know, Bill's going to, and he's, I mean, even still to this day, that's kind of, I mean, Bill Murray's just like, he just shows up and plays, you're like, oh, Bill Murray's here. It's like, are they filming a Ghostbusters? No, he's just yeah. playing. And then he'll like ad lib his lines. Yeah. And- yeah, yeah. And uh, from what I understand, too, is like a lot, well, let's talk, let's just jump to um, 
uh, Winston. So Winston Zedmore, uh, played by Ernie Hudson. Ernie Hudson, when when he read the script, he was, as we've learned in previous documentaries, doc, documentaries and other things, he had a much bigger role in Ghostbusters, mm-hmm. but his role kept getting cut and cut and cut because they were encouraging, like, the studio wanted more from Bill Murray. They're like, we need more Bill Murray lines. So his, he kept getting cut back to make room for those ad-libs. And Bill Murray, yeah, like, he was he was famous for the ad-libbing before, like, yeah. the whole Seth Rogen, you know, generation. Mm-hmm. Uh, Kevin Feige, you know, whatever, like Paul, Paul Feige, right? Uh, yeah. yeah. You know, that that just sort of became a thing. But back in the day, uh, I don't think people really cared for that. It was kind of like a, a taboo thing to do. And, uh, you know, poor Winston. Uh, I, but I think he, he, he really made the best of what he had. Yeah. And uh, I really like the point that they've always made that he was like your point of view character. Yeah, he's uh, like the everyday man. The everyday man, yeah. That's a big Twinkie. Yeah, he got some yeah. great lines still. Like he yeah. really, he still got some great lines. Like yeah. you know, if there's a steady paycheck involved, I'll believe in whatever you want. You know, yeah. so like he had some great lines. Uh, I I was deemed the the Winston character, and like the whole uh, <laughs> was the uh, what, what's the, the, the uh, visual villain? Yeah, visual villains. Yeah. Like I kind of came in as the the fourth guy yeah. <laughs> temporarily. Uh, so those are your Ghostbusters. Those four guys. Uh, then you had Janine uh, Melnitz. Who played by Annie Potts, who was phenomenal. Mm-hmm. I loved her character, and as you said, Nick, the she, the the chemistry, or I guess supposed chemistry, that they, they were really trying to force—not force, but they were they were leading that relationship with uh, with Egon, and yeah. I liked it a lot too. Yeah. Like I thought it was pretty natural, mm-hmm. you know, because like Egon is kind of the nerdy guy, mm-hmm. and uh, you know, she's—I don't know—like she's she's Annie Potts. She's kind of hot, for sure. And uh, I, I love the one scene where, like, you know, like dropping off or picking up yeah. <laughs> is my favorite line. I mean, she's, dropping off. Yeah. And of course, like the we got one we scene. Got one, yeah. Oh, so my thinking. God. It's so great. Uh, Dana Barrett. Mm-hmm. Sigourney Weaver. Weaver. Uh, the customer, the first customer. Well, not the first customer, but one of the first big clients, I mm-hmm. guess. And uh, obviously, uh, you know, she, she was supposed to. Uh, she was there for Bill Murray. Like Bill Murray had to have like a, I guess like a leading woman, you know, as, as part of the deal. And, uh, she was great coming off of aliens and uh, not aliens, but alien. Alien, She was Ripley. And then she was also, I think in gorilla, the Mist before that. So she was more known for dramatic roles, action roles. She was really, she was funny. She was fine. Uh, and then, uh, the only, the last person I got is Lewis. He was great. <laughs> yeah, it was great. And the the thing that I learned that just like blows my mind is like when John Candy came in, uh, he he just couldn't understand the role. Yeah, and he he was like supposedly wanting to do like this ostentatious German accent with, and he was to have <laughs> many German shepherds with him, and and he just you know he was trying to pitch some things, and they were just like no. <laughs> but then you know uh, Rick Moranis, he he it was his idea to make Lewis. Like they didn't have that all worked out like it was him that was to do the nerdy kind of buttoned up guy well i could i i I mean just thinking about it i could kind of see it from john candy because when you think about the character lewis tully this would have been somewhat of a repeat of his character in vacation yeah even though if he were to play it that way if he were to play it that way it's like and he's still i mean by 84 he had a a fairly budding career it wasn't that he was he would have got typecast he had summer rental yeah uh, yeah so he was he was starting to hit the scene he was starting to hit millions you could see that okay he you know 
it, it, you could you would write this character to be to like okay, Candy John Candy could play this. We've seen him play this, but from John Candy's perspective, he's like, well, I'm kind of too big for you know that same role to play again. I want to do it this way. I want to do it that way. Have some fun with it. But I, I like that he tossed it out to a second city, you know, uh, friend of his, you know Rick Moranis. Get him in the mix. Yeah. So. I mean, because really now, I mean, Lewis Tully is iconic in that way. Oh, like, my gosh. Anybody, I mean, even thinking about John Candy would have owned it and would have done great. But yeah. It's like, I almost like, I'm glad it's we It's always difficult Ryan's. to imagine yeah. a, another big name in, a, in an iconic role. Uh, you, I, I think like you tend to think like it wouldn't have worked out, but he might have made it work. You don't know. I mean, he could have done the German thing with German shepherds. And, the Germans. <laughs> nice doggy. Yeah. Maybe I've got a milk bone. <laughs> okay, who brought the dog? <laughs> <laughs> um, but but speaking of the terror dogs, like I remember how horrible even like the terror dogs looked back in the day, and uh, that one of the things I liked about the uh, this the movies that made us is like they really mentioned how. Like how like the movie was like being held together with scotch tape, you know, like they yeah. couldn't hold on a special effects scene for more than a second because like it would just all come fall into pieces. Like I love that they showed a scene of the um, the the building, the apartment building that Dana lived in, and they like they had like matte painting, and like there was like it wasn't even connected all the way or something. Like one corner of the building, yeah. like it was just I'd never noticed that. Yeah. Uh, so they they formed a special effects studio. Of of one one ILM guy, what was his name? Uh, what if I got it here? Gary, Gary, you know Gary. It's not important, but yeah. So they ILM was working on Raiders of the Lost Ark and uh, and the Temple of Doom and uh, Jedi. So like they couldn't do the special yeah. effects, and it needed to be the best special effects. And mm-hmm. So they just kind of went out and got a couple guys from ILM, and they formed their own studio, put a bunch of money behind it. And I mean, I thought they did pretty good. I mean, other than the terror dogs, which yeah, I mean, they only had like a year or two to yeah. do the entire thing. Oh know? yeah, they they kept, they were pushing towards that summer release date. It just didn't really look like they they were shooting dailies and sending it to have the special effects done. Like it's not made that way normally. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so um, I have written down here uh, Gozer and the Terror Dogs. Um, Was that like a band? i'd listen to that oh my god what kind of music would they play is that punk bluegrass contemporary (laughs) yeah bluegrass (laughs) gozer and bib overalls gozer and terror dogs and we were just talking about how the gozer might be in the new movie so they were it was said that paul rubens could potentially be gozer at some point oh yeah yeah. peewee herman (laughs) which would have been weird he has the frame for it he does have the frame uh, but I do like the direction they went. Uh, I, I thought it was really interesting how they would talk about how, like, that fateful screening, you know, where they would show, like, the audience the test footage without oh, any yeah. of the special effects. Yeah. And they would show the scene with, like, Dana opening up the refrigerator, special effects scene, like, nothing yeah. there. And then she would close it, like, ah, like, react. Temple here. Or right. right. <laughs> yes. I always love that stuff. Like, how do they know it's going to be good? Like, uh, that, that would just take me right out of a movie. It's like, oh, yeah, yeah okay. I guess she's got to imagine. Um, what do you guys think of Gozer? Like that that final scene, nimble little minx, isn't she? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, she can take the form of whatever, anything, yeah, yeah, and and destroy you with it. Like it's like it's like a little playful, you know, like she's taunting you or it. You know, I don't even know if it's really assigned a, a gender at all. Yeah, non-binary. 
Um, <laughs> right. But, uh, that's very ahead of its of, of its very time. woke. Very very woke. 1984's Ghostbusters is very woke. But that's I think that's that's one of those things where if you are connecting it to Gozer in this one, I mean like we have the Stay Puft Marshmallow Man, and that's such a huge iconic thing. Yeah. You know, if you're going to bring it back around. Oh, and that, that in like, the in the movie in the documentary. Sorry to in, cut you off, but in the movies they made us. That's the one scene they had apparently. Special effects completed. And they, 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 like, not the whole thing, but like the part from the side when you see them like walking down. Oh, yeah. The audience got and, to and see that. And everybody cheered. Oh, yeah. Like, they just went nuts. Right, right, right. See, and that, that's, that's the thing. It's like, okay, we've had this tape off Marshall Man. It's like, if you're going to double down on Gozer. <laughs> In this in this new one, I mean, how do you top the Stay Puft Marshmallow Man? That was the one thing. It was like, whatever they're gonna do, my, you know. Well, that's the thing too. Is like, we're all just so thrilled. Like, we're all on board, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Everybody's gonna get their ticket, but how are they gonna top it? Like, I mean, nobody's gonna be fully satisfied with this movie. Yeah. To be fair, like yeah. nobody's just gonna watch this and be like, it was the best thing ever. It met all of my wants and desires. There's gonna be haters. There um, always are. There always are. But I mean, you know, Stay Puft was so great, and I'll, I'll be curious to see like what it is that they can do to to, to match that. Um, Nick, thoughts on Stay Puft, Gozer, Terror Dogs? I, I don't really know what to say. I, mean, I know it's kind of like what, just riff. <laughs> <laughs> the Terror Dogs was cool. That was Sigourney Weaver's idea, evidently. I love the Terror Dogs. Yeah, yeah, the Terror Dogs are cool. And I, I like how they came out of them, you know, at the end, you know, like yeah. they were just like little uh, shells and they just, it, it doesn't make any sense, but it's cool. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I like it. Um, I, I will, I, I just, cause I was looking at your list, I was peeking at your notes. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. Um, one name I do see missing from this list is uh, Walter Peck. Yeah. Yeah. William, William Atherton. Atherton. Right. Yes, it's true. This man has no dick. <laughs> If, if for no other reason than I wanted that that line, somebody to quote that line, I was like, I, wait, Walter Beck needs to come up somehow. Yeah, what is it about that guy? He always plays the douchebag. I, I feel bad for him though because he, I've he heard seemed stories. To take it, he seemed to have good, you know, like sense of humor. About yeah, it, he know? does. But yeah, I've heard stories where he'll just be like walking down the street and people are like, "Hey, dickless." <laughs> <laughs> yes, that's me. Because <laughs> I mean, this and and Die Hard are probably the two biggest things that he was known from. And weird, wasn't he in Weird Science too? Didn't he play like the uh, dean or something in Weird Science, or was that another guy? He's he's got that dean kind of. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, Die Hard. But he, I mean, just he's such an easy the rival guy. reporter kind of guy. And yeah. like, and you're just like this guy. He screwed everything up. He's yeah. like he's at least the EPA. The he's EPA. like he's he's got a big he's like got that entitled look to him. He's got that beard, you know. Just yeah, like, these ghosts are not very friendly to the environment. <laughs> I like that scene where he's wanting Peter to show him the containment grid, mm-hmm. and you know, so he's asking if he could see it, and he's like, "No." Why can I not see the containment grid? Yeah, because you didn't say the magic word. And why and, and, can I? See and what is the magic word? Dr. Venkman. <laughs> please. <laughs> Can I please see the <laughs> I love the way he just like he just it just falls out of his mouth. Like he's just yeah. he's got so much contempt. Because they're so much alike, really, those two characters. Yes. You know, they're they're guys who both guys are just not used to you know having somebody one up them. Uh, but yeah, he he was such a weasel. He was such a perfect weasel, he a foil to the his, Ghostbusters. His comeuppance though when he's when he's doused in <laughs> what you believe to be marshmallow. 
shaving cream. Yes. <laughs> yeah, that that was wonderful. And that shot. And that was like a ton of shaving cream. <laughs> that was the best. <laughs> Is there ever been a better money shot than right there? That's, <laughs> that's it. That's the best. That's the one. Oh, my Lord. He played it so perfectly. Um, thank you. Thank you for bringing up William. I, I considered, should I bring William Atherton in? And I'm glad I did, because yes. he, he was an important character he was. In, the, in the first movie. Um, but I, I didn't want to go too deep, because I wanted to, to move on uh, yes. to some of, the th- some of the reasons why people love Ghostbusters so much. Like, yeah, it's so quotable and everything. But I, I think one of the reasons why people love Ghostbusters so much is like the equipment. You know, oh, you got, lovely equipment. Oh my God, the the science In case behind you the movie. Tell. <laughs> yeah, right. We got it all right here. The it's only thing here. we're missing is the proton pack, and he has a fully functional proton. You've seen it. Well, in our in our one of our episodes, that that was, that was 1.0. 2.0 is coming. Right. That it's that not version. done yet. Yeah, that was just the first attempt. Yeah. But yeah, let's talk about the proton packs, which apparently was inspired by old military flamethrowers. Y'all ever heard that before? I hadn't really heard that. One of the things, one of the, I can see that. Yeah, it makes sense. one of the uh, original concepts I think behind the whole you know proton pack thing was like they they were they had wands apparently mm-hmm. uh, in, in that first draft. Like I, I don't know why they well, and they, they call the gun the gun a neutro, neutrona wand. Yes, I mean and they, they call they, it, a but wand. they kept it that way, right? So, but yeah, it's it's a really interesting design. You know, it looks really it looks realistic. You know, it's it's absolutely ridiculous. You know, when when you think about it, but I I love the scene in the elevator of the hotel when uh you know like well you know we haven't really had a chance to fully uh, test these you know oh, and they switch it on and the it like packs up. <laughs> Let's get ready. Switch me on. The thing I love, and it's it's a credit to the sound design in the movie, but the the sound the thing oh, makes. Oh yeah, you know, it, it's, it's just so satisfying. It's like it's emanating like, radio, like radioactive pulses. It just it like makes like. everything shake. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they all back up into the corner. So yeah, the proton pack is so cool. Like Nick, I would have, to, I would say that that's probably your favorite piece of equipment. Would you say that? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. When I was a it's, kid. I mean, because you know they they called it like an unlicensed nuclear accelerator. Yes, I remember as a kid like asking like turn like I'm on like a, a bus or something, and I turn around and ask like, how do you spell nuclear? <laughs> 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 because I'm I'm writing that down like I'm writing notes about Ghostbusters or something. I don't know. And the beautiful thing <laughs> is, is like you don't ever get a sense of the proton pack even until that scene. Like you don't even really see it. Like they don't you don't yeah. see a scene where they're inventing it. It's just well, there. Well, right before um, before Annie Potts does the uh, we got one and then rings the bell, you know, they're all eating Chinese food. Right, right, right. Egon's sitting there like, you know, fiddling with something. He's got like a screwdriver yeah. and he puts it down. He takes a bite of like food or whatever. Right. He's he's messing with the gun right then. Yeah, yeah, the wand or whatever. Yeah, that's like the first time you actually see a little bit of it. What was the quote from this? This magnificent beast represents the last of the petty cash. I'll always love that line. Oh, yeah, yeah. I just love the way Ray phrases things. It's just so phenomenal. Yeah. Uh, and and you know, the whole like crossing the streams, like that whole scene in the hotel is just. I it, mean, it would be bad. Yeah. <laughs> or or the whole like you know imagine imagine like oh what is it God if you cross the streams like what happens if you cross the streams imagine all life coming to an end like in at the speed of light or something like that. Well, I, I'm fuzzy on the whole good bad good, thing. Bad. What, what do you mean bad? <laughs> imagine all life is you know it stopping instantaneously and every molecule in your body exploding at the speed of light. <laughs> 
Right. Okay. That's bad. Important safety tip. Thank right. you, Garn. <laughs> so fantastic. So fantastic. And I'm willing to bet that like that that line was written. The the Ray thing like that was written, yeah. memorized, and, oh, and recited. Man, he had like all like the jargon and everything. Yeah. Like, oh, he had it down. Class five full torso oh, vaporous apparition. Can I, can I just say some of these? I, I got these quotes. These are mostly Ray quotes. Okay. Uh, yeah, sir, what you have here, <laughs> what you had there is what we refer to a focused, non-terminal, non-terminal repeating, repeating phantasm. phantasm, or a class five <laughs> full framing, roaming vapor, and a nasty one or whatever. <laughs> and a real nasty one, too. I, I love the total <laughs> protonic reversal. Like, I love the, like, uh, duh, you know, like, yeah. thing that he does. That's crazy. Uh, symmetrical book stacking, just like the Fidelity <laughs> mass turbulence of 1947. Yeah, I already did that one. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, I had to write or read it. Uh, so, yeah. I ordered you to cease and oh this, oh this is the Ray when he speaks to Gozer. I order you to cease uh, and dismiss all supernatural activity and return to your and return forthwith to your place of origin or to the nearest convention convenient parallel dimension. Yeah, yeah, I love that line. Yeah. That's so great. Uh, and the last one I have here is uh, if the ionization rate is consistent for all ectoplasmic entities, we could really bust some heads. Like, it's just the way, he, but the way he says it, you know, it's like the bust yeah. some heads part's kind of cool, but like, you know, like the jargon part before it, just some of the lines. Yeah, that's when like he and Egon were like coming up with like, right, how to actually catch a ghost. Right, right. Which I, was it Ray? Uh, or I mean, sorry, Dan Aykroyd read some sort of like book. Oh, yeah. When he was coming up with the whole concept of possibly capturing I mean, he was always reading those books anyway. Yeah. That's so cool. Tobin Spirit Guide. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And what was what was his bookstore in the second? Raise a cult. Yeah. Raise, raise a cult. Anyway, so I just wanted to go ahead and get some of those lines out, even though I butchered some of them pretty bad. Uh, PKE meter, which is this little guy right over here, which which was really just a, like a homing signal, really, just kind of let, let you know if you were near a ghost. Yeah. So cool, you know, like it looks totally official. They're waving it around. The little flaps are going up and down. Yeah. You don't know what's going on with that thing. How do you read that? Lights start going faster. Right. right. But it reminds me, remember in Aliens? Wings go up higher. You know, in Aliens, when they were tracking the uh, aliens and they had like the little pulse thing, yeah. it always reminded me of that. Yeah. Uh, the goggles that you have over there, you know, you, you pop them on, you get like all kinds of like little overlays and neat stuff. Uh, ghost traps. This guy right here. I mean, this don't look directly into the trap. I looked at the trap, Ray. It's so subtle of a detail, but the little hazard strips on top. I oh mean, yeah, like, I love that. Oh my god, like you know, you get with like heavy equipment, just like a caution hazard. Yeah, it's when so I was cool. a kid, like anytime I'd see like the little caution tape or whatever, I'm thinking yeah. about a ghost trap. Right. That's a really neat thing where you just kind of roll it out, hit stomp on the like you know lever, and then you pull them down like that. I mean, they had to come up with this stuff. All of this they came up with. Yeah. Because you can be imagined, like, did 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 Dan Aykroyd have all that stuff figured out, or did they kind of team create some of that stuff? Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, I don't really know any of those. Well, things. I mean, I think he had like the concept, but maybe not the design. Well, yeah, so maybe the special effects guys had their notes. Well, I mean, think about how in the '80s how prevalent it was to take all these problems. I mean, because this is well before it was geared towards kids. Yeah, uh, with the with the cartoon. Yeah, I don't think the first one's really geared towards children at all. Mm, no, but at all. W- when you think about as much as they put in it, um, as and as cool as the stuff was, without that kind of forethought of what can we sell from this movie, mm-hmm. what can we market? Mm-hmm. I was like to have as many cool things as they ended up with. You're like, 
and you guys weren't even trying to sell this stuff. You guys were just, this was part of the movie. It's like, that's what amazes me. Like in a time when, you know, like in star Wars during those times when marketing was so huge, it's like they weren't prepared. I don't remember any toys or, you know, they would come later, especially with the real ghostbusters. But I mean, no, no bed sheets, no, no anything. I, I remember just waiting for the inevitable toys to come and then finally, when there were Ghostbuster toys, it was that Filmation Ghostbusters. Yeah. And I got super excited at first. I was like, yes, Ghostbuster toys. Right. There's there wasn't a, a gorilla. There's a gorilla. <laughs> I don't what remember the, the gorilla. <laughs> Taking some, some real liberties. Liberties were taken. Yeah, because I remember it was like uh, the Sears catalog, like Christmas catalog or something. Yeah. I'm flipping through it. And, and to be fair, like the toys. Filmation Ghostbusters thing was came before. Right. Well, the... Maybe not the toys. Let, let's be honest. Though. Maybe not the toys. There, there, there was the Ghostbusters with the gorilla and everything, right, the old right. black and white thing. But then, let's be honest, though, when they made those toys in the film, oh, that was cartoon, for sure to capitalize on the movie. That, that was, was because we we have this name, yeah, and the, this Ghostbusters is popular. Let's use that name now because they they got because um, who who put out Ghostbusters. Uh, um, Sony, so Columbia, Columbia, yeah, they Coca Cola, they, they got the rights <laughs> from those guys because eventually, yeah, because they came back around because um, that's why they ended up having to call it the real Ghostbusters. They were, like the movie for the longest time was going to be called Ghostbreakers. Ghostbreakers. Yeah. Like, they kept like doing everything like twice, like it was yeah. going to be because they, they wanted Ghostbusters so bad. Yeah, and but just in case they couldn't get the name. It's going to be Ghostbreakers. Yeah. Even like the montage with, you know, like the Ghostbusters montage, that that was actually filmed to Huey Lewis's and, I Got a New Drug. And actually, I don't even think they really officially, like, really got the name. Yeah. But when, I think they when were the just, song they came took a out, big risk. And, yeah. and, and everybody, and they did the scene because they were, because like I said, they were doing like all the scenes twice. Yeah. And so they had already recorded the scene when, like, at the end of the movie, when the crowd's going, Ghostbusters, yeah. Ghostbusters, yeah. Ghostbusters. Right. And, um, and so they were going to do it again yeah. with everybody going, Ghostbreakers, Ghostbreakers. Right. But the crowd just kept going, Ghostbusters, yeah. Ghostbusters. And so they called him up on the phone and it's like, Listen to this crowd. Right, right, right. You, know, you the, need to get these rights. The, this is we're not filming it twice anymore. That's what cemented it right there. Yeah. That this is the name. Such an interesting little fact. Such an, and it's interesting me to me too is like they this whole time you I don't think anybody would have predicted success. Not the certainly not the monumental success it had, but even no. to be a yeah. success because it was a special effects comedy, which even to this day is not a thing. No, you got like Men in Black, Ghostbusters, like what else is there? I mean, there's not a lot. Mm-hmm. They keep trying, like Evolution, movies like that. Yeah, that was a but great movie. Though. It wasn't bad. I liked it okay, uh, but it, it just they they just kept pushing forward. They just kept they. It's like they knew it was just it's it was just meant to be. But I like I like that little tidbit, Nick. It, it's just amazing that it became a movie, much less the success that it was. Mm-hmm. Uh, even like Ray Parker, they were talking about like Ray Parker didn't really even know what he was going to do with the the song because like the Ghostbusters, you know, it just to him it didn't make any sense. Like it was just dumb. Mm-hmm. And then uh, what was it? He was watching the uh, he saw like a clip of. The, you know, who are you going to call or whatever, where they're like, they have the cheesy commercial that Dana sees on TV. We're ready to believe you. Right. Yeah. And I, I guess it was at that point that he had the like, you know, light, like, whoa, 
this is what I'm going to Ghostbusters. This is what I'm going to do. Well, because Huey Lewis actually sued him over that song. Because <laughs> isn't that ironic? Because, was it? because he, he uh, I think, I think Huey Lewis may have actually won. Was it the I Want a New Drug? It was the song? I Want a New Drug. Oh because my of the, god, the isn't overlap. that crazy? Because yeah. yeah, I was just saying like they actually filmed it to the because it has all the same beats or whatever. Yeah, <laughs> so funny. That probably came up, I would imagine, when they were doing the lawsuit. Um, so you got the containment unit. Oh, which I just kind of goes hand in hand with the the ghost trap, and I, I love the scene with, you know, Dan, uh, Dan Aykroyd Ray when he's explaining to to you know Winston how it works. Yeah, yeah, I loved how like it actually came apart, like, you know, this slid out. Oh, the design and went like in the unit. I kept thinking like, oh, I guess they they only have like so many of these, but they got to keep replacing these. Yeah, and again, where's the toy? You know, yeah. it's just like you got to make a toy of this thing. It's so great. Uh, the firehouse is just so iconic. The building still stands to this day. People go and take pictures and stuff of it. Yeah. It's not really a. F- I think it's condemned now, right? Like it's not. It was actually- in the Spider-Man PS4 game too. Oh yeah, yeah. Nice. I haven't played that. Ecto One. You oh, know, classic. Which was what was that? I got a 1959 Cadillac Miller Meteor. Ambulance. When I was a kid, I was like, man, that's my my future car. (laughs) (laughs) I just love that car, man. It looks so cool. And the 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 siren. Like they went with that European like siren. Like it it's not even American at all. It's like another touch. And but I can't think of Ecto One without that. Like it's so great. They was in the new trailer too. Um I mean Nick and I have talked at length over the Ecto One. Uh, and then the no sign, like the no Ghostbusters sign, like that was an, like, yeah. I wrote that down last, but it, it's as iconic as anything else. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. Very and, much You know, so. like people, people still use that for all kinds of things, you know, and it's, it's like when you think Ghostbusters, it's the red line. Man, they really got that branding down. Oh, they yeah. did. They nailed all of that stuff. Mm-hmm. And so fast, like it all came together, like yeah. just perfectly. Um, let's see. I will say just with the containment unit. I'm going to jump ahead just briefly go ahead. Um, with the cartoon. Yeah. The handful of episodes where, like, Slimer would go into the containment unit. Oh, yeah. Those weird. were some of my favorites. Just because <laughs> you'd, you'd see all, like, like, I remember that ghost from that episode. Uh, oh, yeah, there's yeah. That. I was like, I just love those. I that is too. neat that they, yeah. would, they would roll with that so much. I don't have a lot to say about Ghostbusters. Uh, just that it, it grossed 238 million, and although some say like 295, I don't. I think there were a couple of re-releases where the numbers are kind of, you know, uh, there's like a high and low. Who knows really know what, what it is? Uh, it's the highest-grossing comedy of the 80s. Uh, I, I think just beating out Beverly Hills Cop, which is crazy, and shakes the clown. Just well, no, shakes the clown was like a 1990 joint. Oh. So yeah, just was barely. It, well, they were probably in pre-production. Okay, and, yeah, <laughs> seemed so 80s. Too. Or it wouldn't have. Uh, and and uh, the the last thing I have is uh, Slimer. I think that's just really the last thing, like just the the last big piece of the puzzle. I, I love the look of Onion Head. Yeah, <laughs> I, it's I, I was really kind of disappointed that they changed the look for Ghostbusters too to be kind of more like the cartoon. You know, yeah, a lot of it I was really changed to look like, like the cartoon. Right. I love the way he looked in the first movie. It's interesting how they would, in that documentary or whatever, they'd say, like, we want it to look like John Belushi. Yeah, it was oh, like yeah. homage to John Belushi. <laughs> but the and designer had really, already made He really it. did nothing. Did nothing. And yeah. it was like, there you go. How's that? Oh, it's great. Oh, it's great. Yeah. <laughs> that totally, that's totally John. <laughs> I love that. It's just like, I, I can't do anything now. How am I supposed yeah. to make it look like John Belushi? John always had a mouth full of uh, hot dogs. He did. Always. That was what he was known for, That's for what sure. Known for. And popping zits, you know, like cream, cream filling to look like a set. 
Uh, is there is there anything else we could really mention about Ghostbusters? I mean, it's it's such a classic movie. I mean, whenever it whenever it gets re released, I, I try to go. You know, we we did that one time a couple of years back. We yeah. went to see it. It's I just still recently. have that ticket too. Do you really? Yeah. It's so special because like we never saw it as kids in the theater. Like, I, well, I didn't. I don't know if you I, did. No, I didn't see it in the theaters. In fact, I, I remember like when it was in theaters, I was so excited that I wanted to see it for some reason. I I don't know like how I got this impression like this is something I need to see, but. Um, that and is I, interesting. I do remember, like, mom and dad like watched it on HBO first to see if it was like okay for me to watch, and they they let me watch it. And what about the scene where Ray's about to get a blowjob, though? What, how did they approach that little it, scene? You know, <laughs> that I hate it that that's in there. Well, I it, hate it. It is kind of weird, and it always just kind of like just went over my head as yeah. a kid. And, yeah, me and too. plus though that when you know. Because then after that, because I mean, I'm sure, you know, I saw it when it was on HBO, but then when you see it on TV, that is always cut. Yeah. And yeah. so it's it, true. When I do see it, like if I'm watching the Blu ray or something, it's like, oh, yeah, I forgot about that. Yeah. And he, he plays it cartoony. I mean, he, he does like the eyes crossed and all that crap. But it's, it's just so weird and out there. But yeah, like every time I see it, it's like I kind of forgot it was even there because I'm not even really used to it. And even it seems like that it. that makes me wonder, like, if, if Dan Aykroyd totally had his you know, druthers or whatever, like his way would more of that stuff been in there. I don't know. Who knows? But it seems kind of like meatball type comedy too. Like that yeah. could have been like yeah. an Ivan Reitman thing, you know? Yeah. yeah this is going to be great. Kids are going to love, not kids, but people are going to go nuts. Kids are going to love this. People are going to go nuts for that invisible blowjob scene. I think the, the only thing that mom and dad were like, I kind of remember them talking about was just wondering if I would get scared at the scene where the hands come up out of the sofa. That was really scary. That was, that, that was like the one thing they kind of mentioned, but we're like, we'll, we'll let you watch it though. When, when I, we watched it, when I watched it with my kids, um, it, that scared, that scared Allison. Yeah. So, I mean, who would, wouldn't scare that was, <clears throat> you know, in, in talking about movies, you probably shouldn't have watched when you were little. I remember seeing that scene. So it didn't disturb you, but like nothing really bothers you. I don't think anyway. <laughs> like we've talked about this in the past, the death of Optimus Prime faced you not at all. I mean, like any you know, you could just watch anything and be like, "Ah, I'm good, I'm good, I'm so even keel." Um, Adam, how old were you when you saw Ghostbusters for the first time? Do you remember like when and where you saw that? I think the first time I was funny because I was kind of just remarking about this over the weekend. I think my uh, my grandma had it on. Um, it was it been recorded on a VHS. It wasn't even the VHS of it. I, I don't remember if we rented it or if it was that I saw it there on TV recorded uh, at her house. But every time, because that was the thing, every time we would go to my grandparents' house, and they lived a couple hours away from us, mm-hmm. we visited regularly, but that was one of those things, like, I wore that tape out. I would always watch that tape. So I feel I think that was the first place I ever... Cause and when, when was this? Would have been you this would have been... I was probably five or six. Oh, wow. Okay. Um because, I, I mean, it was one when it came out. It came out in 1984. Uh, so I was only one when it came out. Now, did you say if this was taped, like, on HBO or something? Or was th- it, like, it, edited for television? I, I don't... I, I'm trying to remember. Because yeah. um, I, I remember... I mean, I remember the... I mean, I remember the blowjob scene. So it's like... <laughs> I, it's what I was like... I, I don't think my, my creativity was quite that. It's like, I bet there was a blowjob scene. <laughs> <laughs> Definitely a blowjob. If I was that. making this movie, that's where I'd put it. <laughs> but so I, I and I mean, there weren't, it wasn't edited, there weren't commercials edited out. So I think it was probably an okay. HBO run. Yeah. So yeah, I think that was probably the first time I, I uh, remember seeing it. Nick, we probably talked about this, but do you remember the first time you, you so your your parents rent, rented it or was watching on HBO? No, I, th- I think it was just on HBO. Okay. But I, I do remember just always, like if I was ever in a video store, 
just just loving just looking at the box and i just i love that the the black box it had that red trim on it yeah and on the back of it there's a picture of slimer you know i just i loved looking at the box i have an unusual memory about that box um so around this time i think it was like the whole vhs beta thing mm-hmm. and sony was a uh, beta like they made the beta that was their format and they had those little boxes. I remember, like, there was that time when, like, there was both VHS and Beta in video stores, and I saw the, the little Ghostbuster boxes. So, and there were a lot of those. So, but it, yeah, it's so appealing. It's just black, like you said, with the red trim. Yeah, I kind of remember uh, the whole VHS Beta thing when we we bought ET. Because we accidentally got the wrong ET oh, and had no. to take it back to like Target or wherever. They were it little was. boxes though, right? Weren't they? They, smaller? they were smaller. Yeah, yeah but, but yeah, we we grabbed the one, wrong one, made the mistake, and like, oh, <laughs> this this is not what we have. Yeah, <laughs> we need to get a VHS. We didn't have to go through that again until like the whole H. The, what was it? The DVD HD H- DVD. Yeah. Yeah, that that was the last time we we haven't had that to do with that since. It was a mess. It's a shame we got to move on, but we we do need to move on. So from there, I, I was like, how do I put this in a timeline? I, I went ahead and put. Um, I talked about merchandising, so like merchandising, I'm not merchandising, merchandising. Yeah, as yogurt would say, where the real money's made. <laughs> but yeah, there were some video games. There was an NES game, and there was a Genesis. Ghostbusters, the video game. <laughs> Ghostbusters, the flamethrower. <laughs> uh, but I, I want to talk about the real Ghostbusters next, because that really kind of comes up next. Oh, so yeah. you're, you're just going to bypass that Atari Ghostbusters game that was terrible. Yeah. Yeah, okay. yeah I'm just going to bypass Fair enough. I mean, do we even really even need to no. talk about the NES and Genesis no, version? No, we, we don't. No. There, was a, there were we some kind video of, games. We've talked about them before. We have. And that's, you know, yeah. I mean, they, they were they were neat. I'd actually forgotten all about the Genesis one. because well, we had this conversation. So, we did. We did. So let's not, let's <laughs> not go over it again. <laughs> let's not bore Adam with this crap. Um, but yeah, so the real Ghostbusters, which debuted in 1986 and ran through 1991. And as odd as it sounds, like the, you know, Ghostbusters was such a phenomenon, you would just assume sequel. But wasn't it kind of really the success of the real Ghostbusters that made them, pushed them towards yeah, a, a sequel? I, I think so, yeah. And, you know, there's all kinds of, like, things going on behind the scenes that we were never aware of and will never be aware of probably still. Like, the whole Murray thing. Yeah. He wasn't acting, so they couldn't make a movie without him. So. And, he did, and he didn't want to do a sequel. Yeah, he, he'd always re- and rebelled against it. And, you know, so we, we'll, we'll get to the two. But, yeah, the real Ghostbusters, which, you know, came out in 1986, ran through 1991. Um, just let's talk about the similarities, for starters. Like, what... What did they? Get, what did the cartoon get right? The tone. Yeah. The tone, because yeah. that was. I mean, that that's from the it, intro of the cartoon right off yeah, the bat. That's that series because I've shown it to my kids. That series holds up. I mean, like. I haven't was, seen it in quite some time, so I'm going to be like relying on you guys a little bit more. It's. I mean, like especially the early episodes before they switched over to Slimer and the real Ghostbusters. Yeah, and um, I, I didn't. When it started switching over, that it started getting a lot sillier, yeah, and I didn't really like, like it. As when much. did they switch from uh, Lorenzo uh, music music to uh, Joey from Full House? Yeah, see, and that's already when I started kind of not watching it okay. as much. Also, was that around the time of Real Ghostbusters too? Like, because Arsenio Hall was always yeah. Uh, Winston, Winston, right? yep. Yeah, and Frank then, uh, you know, Ray. he was Ray, but then it got switched over to uh, Raphael, the voice of Raphael, whoever that uh, guy is. Rob. Rob Paulson or something like what's, that. What's Egon's name? Maurice. Maurice LaMarche. Yes. Was he always the same? 
I think so. I think so. Because he even came back for Ghostbusters, the extreme Ghostbusters, and voiced Egon in that. Mm-hmm. The tone was good, it, and it was huge that they got the song. Yeah. yeah. And uh, that intro really just is amazing. Oh, it's it's one of the best the intros. Intro, yeah. There's so much love and attention and money that went into that that opening sequence that you just can't help but get pumped for it. Uh, I, I love. I, I mean, like I, even when I watch it now, it's still. It still gives me goosebumps in that that final scene when like you have all four of them in line and the oh yeah, yeah. one by one, one they by all kind of pull out. Like, oh, it's just it's good. You know, and I I thought it was interesting because um, you know a, a lot of the uh, character design changed. I don't know what Egon's season. hair, big time. Yeah. Well, <laughs> oh, okay. I, I don't. I don't mean this though. I, okay. Not from the movie. Okay. I, I mean from the series. Okay. From like the early series, and and then whatever season it was that made the big change. I don't remember. Okay. But like Janine was one of those changes. Yeah. And it it kind of blew my mind because they were saying like with the triangle glasses and everything like she was too mean and kids didn't like her or whatever. I never so, heard, like, so yeah, they changed the glasses to be rounder and the hair was kind of softer not real kind of spiky or yeah, whatever yeah. like it was that's so weird because i hated the new janine yeah. design i, I love the first design i mean yeah. i thought she was hot you know? yeah yeah right <laughs> she was hot totally so it, it just kind of blew my mind that when i was reading well, and they added that, lewis right in the later seasons of Go- the real ghostbusters I, there I was so, a cartoon yeah, design yeah. for him but i'm not as familiar with like that era at all I feel like they added him in after the movie came out, the second Ghostbusters yeah. came out. Like he might have got added in. Well, and because the, they had they had like some weird um, evil scientist that was chasing, like because he was after Slimer. That was when it got real cartoony. Mm-hmm. I was like, because the first I think two or three seasons it was. I mean, like because they were going off of like real. Like you know, supernatural lore, like yeah. Sam Hain, yeah. and I mean, things oh, I that love people, the Sam Hain episodes. Oh, those were great. Um, I mean, and then I mean, like I remember as a kid watching with uh, the Boogeyman. Mm-hmm. Oh, he was. I mean, like it was like these ghosts are scary, and it was. I, I liked. I mean, like I liked it back then, and I really appreciate it as an adult because I'm like. That's a. I mean, they're taking some serious chances there. I mean, like in making a series that could. I mean, legitimately be. It's geared. This is geared towards kids, but it could be scary for kids. There, there was a line in the toys where there was like the the Universal movie monsters. Yeah. Was that earlier? Did were they featured oh, in the, the cartoon? The ever? toys and the cartoons did not really. Intermix, yeah, okay, at all, really. Like that's a good thing, probably. Yeah. Well, and it, it's kind of a shame though that there weren't toys of like the Boogeyman or yeah. the Sam Hain or whatever. Okay. Yeah, yeah. yeah. The, the toys were like its own thing. Like I mean, Slimer wasn't even Slimer; it was Green Ghost. Yeah. You know, when there was like that first run of toys was like right before the cartoon came out, but it was it was the cartoon designs for like the guys, mm-hmm. and all there was was like the Stay Puft Man because everybody knows Stay Puft. Did Slimer come with and somebody, or was he sold separately? He was separate. He was separate, he was yeah. huge. He's I mean, huge. he was bigger than the guys. Okay, <laughs> it's so weird. Yeah, I don't remember that at all. Um, it would it would have been cool too to go vice versa and have some of the the toy designs actually show up in the show. Some of the ghost toys that they had. Yeah. Was like, okay, they were just be- all so bizarre is what I remember yeah. about the toys. Like yeah. they, Their like backs would open up and they would become like huge mouths and weird stuff, you know, like, which is fine. And maybe I just didn't watch the cartoon as much as I thought I did. But, you know, I, I just assumed that all those guys were in there, but they weren't. Huh? Oh, no. no. Most, I, I need to, I need to get that because is it on Blu-ray at all? The cart real Ghostbusters? Um, I don't know. Because you know how I am. There, like, I don't do yes, standard definition. No, there, there was like a box set a <laughs> yeah. while back. But I don't remember if it was Blu-ray or DVD. Mm. 
I know because I, I have I have the one that's in the shape of the um, the firehouse. firehouse. Yeah. yeah, that's what I'm thinking. Yeah, of. and yeah. those are all. Is st- that what you have? That's Nick? standard definition. That, that's okay. No, I don't even have it. Standard definition. I know. Oh, you don't have it? I know. I don't have it. Yeah. Wow. Hmm. Surprising. Keep that in mind. <laughs> um, I'd love to disappoint you. No, that's fine. That's fine. <laughs> what? How did the series end? Did it have an ending? I don't know. You, you were out of it already. Yeah. But. It, oh, well, you, you think about like 91, you were maybe still into Turtles or not at all. Maybe we just weren't into much of anything at that point. I don't know. No, we were into Batman, the animated series. Oh, yeah. That well, that's what we were into. Right there. And Animaniacs and all that stuff. Yeah. That, and that was that was the thing. It was like, I mean, the, you know, by that point, um, you know, because the series was really good for a couple of years. And then you start getting geared up for Ghostbusters. It always two. goes that way. They always put so much love and effort into the first yeah. couple seasons. Turtles was the same way. I really, really like that one episode. What is it? What's it called? Citizen Ghost, where it um, it, it followed the events of the first movie, and, and oh, yeah. their suits were mean? like infected with, like the the suits became like evil versions of the Ghostbusters. Yep. Because you know how they, they kind of uh, gave an explanation for why they all have different colored suits in the cartoons in that episode. Cause, remind me. I don't remember that. Well, uh, so they, it, they, it was like um, the story took place like right after they like got back to the firehouse from defeating Gozer. And there's like a hole in the roof and everything. Oh, wow. Okay. And, and so the first thing like Egon says is like they, they take off because they've all got the same color you know, suit like, like behind me here. Right. And, uh, and Egon's like, oh, these are contaminated with, you know, supernatural, you know, whatever, and, and burn the suits. And, but he tasks it to Peter to burn the suits. And, of course, he just puts it in the box and, like, shoves it under the, <laughs> like, <laughs> under the lazy unit. He's so lazy. He's like, yeah, sure, sure, I'll get to it, you know. But that, You should never leave an important job to so Peter. Anyway, <laughs> they end up, like, getting a life of their own and... You know they have to defeat them or whatever, but it was a really cool episode. I liked yeah, it. Yeah, I'll have to check that out. I loved when because they they brought Stay Puft in was it two or three episodes? Um, there was a couple because I think the first time they showed him, he was I think he was a villain, and they had to contain him. But then they brought him out at least one more time, maybe twice. Yeah, like Slimer went in there to yeah. go find him one time. I remember. and they he he worked with the Ghostbusters because I think it was a was it like a, a giant praying. Gozer worked with the Ghostbusters. Well. In the cartoon, they didn't really consider him to be Gozer. It was oh. just the Stay Puft Marshmallow. Yeah, it was just the Stay Puft Marshmallow. Okay, 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 okay. But yeah, he came out, because I think it was like a giant praying mantis or something like that that, oh, yeah. that he had to fight. Yeah, but, like hid underneath like his little sailor yeah. suit when, when it got out of the containment. <laughs> yep. <laughs> <laughs> and he was huge, right? Yep. Well, it was a, like, a, like a manta ray. That's so awesome. Was, uh, did, now, did they attempt to bring like uh, Vigo or or what was it, Yarnosh? What, what was his face? The guy from Mally McBeal, uh, uh, Peter McNichol, Giannis, yeah, Giannis, yeah, yeah. They, they never really no, tried it. No. Okay, okay. But uh, there, there was um, who made the? But comics? the cartoon it was such an influence on the movie. Now, that surprises me a little. Now, bit. comics I think had the real Ghostbuster comics, and that the comics were running at the time Ghostbusters Two came out, mm. and they put out like a comic version of Ghostbusters 2 that had like the real Ghostbuster look to really? it. Really? So that was kind of neat. So it, it was like That's neat. it was like the way they look in real Ghostbusters. That's the kind of thing IDW, like IDW would pull now, you know. They would yeah. totally do something like that. And I I have that in a box somewhere. I'd have to dig it out. Oh of the man, that's so cool. But yeah, it's it's pretty neat. Neat, yeah. 
the toys. I mean, we, we kind of touched upon the toys. And they, they came out in, in unison with the cartoon. Um, now, I know, Nick, you've you've talked about getting the the firehouse for Christmas. And oh, yeah. you had a lot of uh, toys. I and, cried tears of joy. <laughs> <laughs> I literally did. But, Adam, you're just a couple years younger than this. Is, was, was this just sort of too early for you to, to collect the toys? Or? No, this was because I... Um, I was just talking the other day about uh, He-Man, I think, was the first. Because I, I was, uh, I came in on the tail end of He-Man. Oh, yeah. Well, that that was like 83, He-Man. 82, 83, 84. Well, it went on for a couple more years, too. So uh, that was that was like the first, uh, the first toy line that I was invested in. Um, and, I, I, you know, I had some connection to the cartoon. I remember watching it. But yeah. the real Ghostbusters... That was that was where I fell in love with. I mean, because I, I did the cartoon before the movie, because I was old enough to. I mean, the cartoon came out, and I was a kid when the cartoon was on, so I'd watch yeah. the cartoon. I had, I had tons. I never, I never got the. Oh, so you saw the cartoon before the first. I saw the cartoon before the movie. So yeah. what? what okay, so you had we really strange expectations yeah. going in. I would imagine it was. It, yeah, wait, he like, not blonde. Yeah, right. <laughs> wait a minute. Why does his hair not look like a, a cone or whatever that? Yeah. Why aren't his glasses red? <laughs> So different. Why doesn't Peter sound like Garfield? <laughs> Why aren't there more blowjob scenes in the cartoon? <laughs> but the, the real, the real Ghostbusters toys. Yeah, that was that was. I mean, like there I there was no blowjob action toys. There was unfortunately not that I'm aware of. With Ray's eyes going crossed. <laughs> you know, they probably could have made one of his those. Loop, his loop goes on and on. They had they had a toy where one guy's eyes pop out. Oh, that's true. But that's I don't true. know that they had any that cross. He but, just uh, spotted a hottie. That's what it was. Yeah. yeah. Ooh. Ooga. Um, Who's that first Janine? Um, but uh, no, the I, I, the toys I had. I mean, I had so many of the toys. Oh, that's I, cool, that was, man. That's awesome. That was my the that was my first the Ghostbusters. The real Ghostbusters was kind of like my first real obsession. I was involved in the cartoon. I was involved in the toys. Fantastic. And even I mean, because Teenage Mutant Turtles came out. Kind of around the same time, a little bit after the real Ghostbusters, just a little bit after. And yeah. I was a, I was a big fan of that too. But just it, by like a year or two, they never, they never overtook the Ghostbusters. I was always, I mean, I had way more Ghostbusters toys long after it was over than I ever. So you had Ecto One. Yep. Did you have the Firehouse? I didn't have the Firehouse. What about the Proton Packs with the little? I, <laughs> I had the Proton Pack. I had the, I had the one projector that would project oh, yeah. The, oh, yeah. the ghost on the wall. I bought one that of those cool. for uh, uh, Logan. Like the yeah. modern version for the 2016 yes. movie, yeah. yeah. Yeah, both my kids have the new. And you kind of, you kind of like, you crushed Logan because, like, you instantly pointed out, like, ah, it's from the 2016. Like, oh. <laughs> this toy is stupid. <laughs> I, ha- I had one for both of my kids. Might though. as well. <laughs> Just like question its authenticity. <laughs> uh, yeah, did, did you I, have I didn't have any filter for that. No, <laughs> you didn't. Not at all. As much as you like feign you excitement and respect, me. no, no, I, you know, even I didn't really pay attention to if, it. If you would, yeah, well, yeah, that's right. I was like informing you. <laughs> well, I knew, I knew it didn't look like movie quality or anything. I just saw like that it was a proton pack. You if, know? if I could have been warned ahead of time, I could have let it go. Nah, it's it's okay. It's fine. It's not like he was like his whole heart was broken or anything. <laughs> to kiss to him, it's just like oh, whatever. Um, he talked through it in therapy. It was uh, everything's better now. I think the proton pack's one of the more legendary toys yeah. of the eighties. Mm-hmm. Honestly, it's like up there with, you know, anything you could put it up against anything. It was like, and it came later too, right? Like it, oh, yeah. it, it wasn't like the first thing they did. Mm-hmm. That would seem too obvious, like too much of a win. Uh, it came later and, uh, I never. I, I didn't have any of the Ghostbusters toys. Like no Acto One, nothing. Oh man, that was a nice ghost trap too. Yeah, 
had a little squishy pad that you push it. No kidding. Up. That oh, like yeah. blowed air or something like that. Yeah. Like, yep. yeah, yeah, that's like totally cool. Yeah, it was very good. Now, Adam, I'd, I'd already I actually asked Nick recently, do you still have any of your Ghostbusters stuff? Because I like Nick doesn't normally like get rid of his things. Um, and you, you're pretty sure that you, that you, you I didn't get rid of them. That you I don't know, but think I sold them or anything. I there's just no don't shrine know in where your, they are. You've got this amazing shrine of, of collectibles. I'm sure I still got some stuff. I'm just not really super positive where they are. Did your parents throw any of your stuff out? Did, or no, did you get no. rid of it all when you became a teenager? I'm no, like, I got to get rid of all these no, Ghostbusters toys. <laughs> my kids still have some of them. Nice. They've, they, some of them have broken over the years because they played with them. Too rough, man. Um, kids are too but rough. It's, yeah, no, I, I still have. I, just today I saw Allison throwing my, like, antique Leonardo like 1987 Ninja Turtle like around the floor. I'm like, oh, he's not going to hold up. You know how the uh, with the the first run of the Ghostbuster toys how each of them had a pack with the stream that was like like on the gun. Yeah, I've seen that. Turn yeah. the thing and it like shoots. Well, you know, first thing I did was like cut all of those off though because you know when they're just like not doing they're not anything, doing anything. Yeah, it's in the way. It's stupid. Well, and like if you put the thing, yeah. put the gun like on the pack, then it's like sticking way up. It in would the be air. way better to just pretend they're there. Yeah. So poor the, design. Yeah, the first thing I did was cut them all off, and so I kind of wish I had like one that wasn't yeah. cut off. Yeah. But, you just did what any normal kid would have done. You yeah. know, like, just get rid of those. Adam still got all his. Yes. <laughs> he didn't cut any of them off. I, I would have only my children play with them because they're toys. I, <laughs> right, right. You would no, never. I'm, you're way too mature I'm for super that kind aggressive. of thing. <laughs> uh, what, what were some of the huge differences in the real Ghostbusters in the in the movie that you can think of? Other than other than aside from what we already kind of mentioned. Yeah. Well, I just I, you know I wanted to like. Take a moment in case, you know, because I wasn't specifically talking about differences. Were there, was there anything in that cartoon that you saw that you're just like, that's so stupid. Why'd they do it that way? They had the junior Ghostbusters, those three kids that were like super fans of the Ghostbusters. I don't remember that. Yeah, they had three kids that would kind of, they dressed up like Ghostbusters and they were like, they were, I think they called them the junior Ghostbusters. Mm. And they had like a, uh, a go kart. was like their <laughs> Ecto. That's oh, totally cute. Uh, Ecto 2. Was cool. I like that. Yeah, 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 that was that really was neat. excellent. So that was a good difference. Yeah, yeah. yeah. All right, uh, and then I just put down here high C, you know, like oh, high C ecto cooler, ecto cooler. Yeah, you know, that you know at, at the time I, I totally remember kids having it in their lunch boxes. We, we would have been in middle that. school. I don't even think I ever got any. I, that, I was going to bring I that had, up because you know, like we all we would sit at the same table, and I never once saw you with a high C yeah, Ecto one. You know. I don't think Mom ever bought that. You I'd probably r- always just brought your like got your lunch at school though. I think no, like, not very often. I oh, almost really? always had my lunch. Oh, okay. Hmm. I got a bunch of it when they re-released it with 2016s too. Not the same. It can't be the same. It tasted delicious. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not saying it wasn't delicious, but it, it couldn't be the same. Well, and it's not even to be shitty about it, too. It's just like the way ingredients are looked at yeah. now versus back in, you know, 1988 yeah. or whatever. It's just like they just wouldn't put the same They just let us have stuff in the 80s. Yeah. It's like now sugar. Yeah. Have stuff. Back in the day, they would like advertise something healthy as like 3% real fruit juice. You know, yeah, like <gasps> a Cadbury cream egg, while still delicious, is not the same as it used to be. Right. It, it's just going to taste a little different yeah. you know? they took all the fun out of it when are they going to bring those like turtle pies I mean, from it was, like, it was so <laughs> uh, yeah now i did have turtle pies those were delicious yeah. yes. and i remember getting the trading cards and they were always stained it was so weak oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh <clears throat> people still like buy and sell those things off ebay like can you imagine what the what's inside that 
thing <laughs> at this point. Just, just what don't does it do look like, like I did when I was a kid and I got like the Donkey Kong trading <laughs> cards and there's like the gum in there. And the first thing I did was pop it in my mouth, like crunch, 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 blah, blah. It was, you just did an instinctual thing. I mean, that's what any kid would do. It was, you well, pop it in your mouth. Uh, a buddy of mine, a couple, like two, three years ago, found a box of the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle uh, movie trading cards. Hmm. A box of them. He bought it at a thrift shop and gave it to me. And I ate some of the gum, and it was it, it was not good. <laughs> did it just did it just poof just on your tongue? Turn into powder. <laughs> <laughs> I immediately regret this decision. <laughs> oh God! <clears throat> all right, well that's all I really the, the notes I have for for real Ghostbusters. Uh, one of the better cartoon adaptations of a movie. You would agree, yeah. right? Yeah, it was a great cartoon. I I still I would highly recommend the first couple of seasons. And like a lot of times, it wouldn't even be ghosts that you know whatever they were trying to defeat. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, the trolls that were like under the bridge and whatever, because they kind of make just that, something supernaturally. Yeah. They would make that comment sometimes that they can't use their traps or their equipment yeah. because they're not ghosts. So it doesn't work the same way. So much thought and care into the writing and stuff. Yeah, that's nice. Probably that's not would. something you would take for granted in the 80s. I mean, kids from the 80s are good problem solvers today because, you know, you can't just use your, <laughs> your proton pack. No, I mean, exactly. You You'll, sometimes you have, sometimes you have to reverse the polarity, and when I was eight, I didn't even total know what that meant. Protonic, really. Total protonic reversal. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Cats and dogs living together. Mass, Mass hysteria. hysteria. <laughs> Maybe one of my favorite. No, my favorite line from Ghostbusters is uh, it's it's I love it so much every time, and it's not it's an off screen thing. Is when they when he's like, I always wanted to do this, and he rips the like tablecloth. Oh yeah, and he goes, the flowers are still standing. That's one of my favorite lines. We came, we saw, we, we kicked, kicked its ass. ass. Yes, so good. So it's infinite, <laughs> infinitely quotable. That movie. yeah, in, in the movies that made us, they said like every time, like they recorded that scene, and every time he came through the doors, he said something, something different. different. Yeah, nice. But that was the money shot right yeah. there. That's the one. Okay, so let's move on to 1989. Uh, Bill Murray said, all right, I'll come out and do this movie. And uh, it it was, from what I remember, it was a success. He said he would come out and do a sequel, not the movie that they made. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he, he, he hated, he, I mean, he's talked about how much he disliked the yeah. movie. He hated that they, the special effects guys took the movie over. Uh, they spent more time on that than they did the actual Ghostbusters. And man, it really showed. Like if, they, they still have their moments. But I mean, they had to film extra scenes just to like, like, yeah, there's Ghostbusters in this. Like, I think like the whole like scene where they're uh, trapped and uh, they had like the pictures hanging from the line and like it catches fire. Like they added that scene like oh, yeah. way later because they just were like, we gotta get more scenes with the Ghostbusters in this movie. You know, like that and a couple other scenes. If I'm not mistaken, I wish they would have kept the cut scene where Lewis was hunting Slimer. That would have been that cool. would have been cool. That sounds like that would have been neat. Mm-hmm. And uh, I think only like one little scene because like yeah, because apparently that... he was supposed to be training to be a Ghostbuster or wanted to impress the guys to be a Ghostbuster. Well, yeah. And that was in that comic book that I was talking oh, about. Oh, was it? Yeah. Oh, okay. It's in there. And he's like hunting Slimer throughout the movie, basically, yeah. right? And that, that that sounds really cool. I would have liked that. Um, and so, like Ray gets possessed by Vigo and goes crazy <laughs> in the Ecto-1. I did enjoy that, though. Like, Oh, there's more to that? Oh, yeah. Yeah, there's more to that scene. Yeah, because in the movie, it just kind of has him just like he's looking into the yeah. eyes of the painting. Yeah, it's just and, like a second or two. And then they're like, "Hey, you all right? Oh, yeah, I'm fine." And right. then and then it's over. Yeah. But yeah, in there was a cut scene where they would they get back into the car and you know going off wherever, and then Ray just 
is possessed by Vigo and he's like trying to kill him. So he's just oh, like wow. crazy driving around trying oh, to crash wow. the car or whatever. <laughs> they, I don't know. They like knock him out or something to regain control or whatever. I don't know because it was cut. Now in 1989, like I, I, and I remember this too. Like that was just like the, that's just like one of the greatest summers ever for movies. Like Indiana Jones, Last Crusade came out around this time. Uh, Batman came out the week after Ghostbusters too. Uh, UHF, <laughs> some great movies came Stanley out, and within Spanowski. like a couple of weeks of one another. So, I think a lot of the it didn't steamroll the the box office like the first one did because I think Batman just sort of like oh well this is what this is what we want now. Yeah. This is the serious like I mean it's kind of silly now by comparison, but that's what people turn to you know like like we don't want Ghostbusters anymore. But it's really bizarre that like even the movie starts out five years later. It even says, and it's actually five years later. Uh, that that seems like such a long time, but it's not that long. Yeah. When like Star Wars movies were coming out regularly within three three years, yeah. Why why did it seem so long? Why do uh, what know. is the deal with that? I mean, it isn't. It's not a short amount of time by any means. But is it just because I mean people just expected a sequel right away and didn't get it? And like, it's just really I could, bizarre. I could see because they had the first movie come out and then they cartooned it. Yeah. And so kind of like your target audience for the first movie, you know, now really when, when you're moving to the second movie, it's not that they totally, you know, sanded off the, the edge that the first one had, but you, you know, you now have this audience that is going to be comprised at least somewhat of kids who are fans of the series. So yeah, I think you probably, I think you lose a little bit of the momentum because people, you know, people moved on. I don't think they did a, I don't think they made wrong a wrong decision to do what they did, because um, I mean five years is quite a long time, and they were they did have a, a large audience of children now with the toys and the cartoon. Like I, I don't think that what they did is a bad decision. Like I don't know if they hadn't messed with the tone if it had been any more successful. Yeah, I mean, it's kind of interesting that you know you mentioned that about like because now you've got all the fans of the cartoon and everything and like i already mentioned how they changed slimer's design to be more like the cartoon and they changed janine's design mm -hmm. which yep. gave him the red hair, the red hair. Mm -hmm. like, which i did not like her look in ghostbusters 2 at all i yeah, liked her yeah. in ghostbusters 1 but i didn't really care for it in 2 no. it just didn't seem like janine even though janine in the cartoon had red hair yeah but um you know it, i really liked her attitude more in the first one like it was just yeah it was great and it's weird that you know she's from Kentucky. You would never believe. <laughs> it, it's almost like that uh, Ninja Turtles two kind of thing, you know, where they couldn't use their weapons anymore. Oh, because of this, yeah, in the second one. Yeah. Yeah, because they couldn't make toys and all that stuff. Like, what was it? Playmates wouldn't. Like, Ninja Turtles one was too dark, and so Ninja Turtles two they couldn't use their weapons at all. You know? Right. Right. Was, but but you're watching it as kids, and you're not really you don't really put that together in your head at the in the moment. I, when I was watching the second one, I didn't even. I mean, I remember like the scene where Michelangelo grabbed like the sausages, cold cuts, doing, yeah, yeah and doing them like nunchucks. But I didn't realize, hey, they're not using their weapons. Right, right. I, I didn't notice. You, you don't notice it in, in that scene. And like, you know, as a as let's see, when when Ghostbusters came out in '89, you know, we were like 12, 13 ish. So we, we were still like children. 
and uh, it it felt fine, you know. Like I I liked the Vigo character. I like. Oh man, I love the Scolari brothers. Oh, they that was great. my favorite scene. That was really cool. Like that the courtroom scene nailed it. Yeah. Like I and I like the way the movie starts, where like the the you know like everyone it's like a what have you done for me lately kind of culture. The ghosts have been pushed back, and now you know like people there there's more and more skeptics. Like they're not even really like sure that it was real. You know, like you get some time behind you, mm-hmm. uh, and then they, they, they can't they don't have any way to make money anymore. You know, and, so. and that's exactly though kind of another reason why I'm even kind of wondering if they're going to acknowledge Ghostbusters 2 at all because they've kind of already done this there was all this paranormal activity and then it all died down yeah because that happened for five years yeah and you know and then it picked back up for, right. with Vigo right so it's like and then it dies down again so I'm just kind of wondering if they even acknowledge it at I all. I mean, you make great points. It's not It's not anything I thought of at the time. But, you know. Yeah, because, I mean, in the first one you have, I mean, I mean, they're, the montage they had where they're, like, collecting ghosts all over the place and you're building towards this, this Gozer thing. Mm-hmm. But you know, when you pick up on the second one, it's like, Venkman's got his talk show. Um, Ray has his. I love that talk show, by the way. Oh, <laughs> the alien abductions. Valentine's Day. Bummer. Bummer. That's <laughs> so great. Uh, I love that era, Bill Murray too. Like that. What about Bob? You know, Ghostbusters too. Like yeah. you know, it's it's so great. Groundhog Day and all that stuff. It was fantastic. Don't know what you were saying. But I mean, like, really, I mean, as you follow the plot of the movie, it's like, you know, they had been forgotten. I mean, even some of the jokes were like, "Hey, the city stiffed us on the bill." You know, like yeah. we could, we couldn't keep this business running, and presumably because okay, there's no more ghosts, right? Right. And so then it's kind of like, "Hey, it's their comeback." How tour. do you stiff them with the bill? By the way, like, how does that even make sense? Like, <laughs> this doesn't make any sense at all. Oh. I mean, ghosts were coming out of subways. <laughs> like, they were driving cabs. That, Eating and, hot dogs? Yeah, I mean, come yeah, on. Everywhere. And then I guess when they closed the gates on Gozer, the, uh, just all the ghosts went away. I don't know. Yeah, yeah. Just that all the activity it. stopped. Weird. <laughs> Bummer. But you know, the second one is really kind of like this, hey, one night only comeback tour, like we're mm-hmm. going to save the city again. Yeah. And then after that, it's like, okay, it will be interesting to see how they kind of, are they going to retcon some of those things? Are they going to, you know... I like the idea how they have worked in the whole um, Harold Ramis not being around mm-hmm. into potentially into the trailer. That's that was going to be very delicate uh, how they handled that. If if they're going if they're that forward thinking with it, I'm I'm that makes me more comfortable with the connection to the first and even second one potentially. Um, however, they're going to do that just to say, okay, here's it. It makes me think there's some thought into how are we going to tell the story of why these guys need to come back? Mm-hmm. Cause in the second one, it was kind of like, well, there's another big ghost. And it, cause it's like even the pink slime. Are like, well, when did the I, I did. Slime? I love the idea of the river of slime underneath though. Like it's that great. was kind of cool. I like that. And that whole the whole scene where they're collecting the sample underneath the city, and it's like Winston and 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 Ray and Egon, they're down below, and there's the whole train and the heads or whatever, you know, like Winston. Winston. <laughs> I love it. Interesting tidbits, like they were they said in this article, and I, I have no reason to believe that it's false. Is that when when Winston mentions like let's go get the packs or whatever, that's like that's the first time proton pack or pack has ever been mentioned in the movies. Well, it, well, there was a kid in uh, when they were walking into 
It might. I don't know if it was maybe the restaurant where uh, like Dana and Peter were at. I forget. Yeah. They they were walking into some place, and the it was like a bellboy or a kid or somebody that was like, "Hey, can I have one of those proton packs?" I think that was when uh, the the first. Like, hey, that wasn't the said, scene with because uh, Winston just Bobby Brown packs. was it? Was that maybe that might have been Bobby Brown? Yeah. We we didn't even talk about soundtracks in the first. Like, there's some good songs, man. <laughs> there are some great. Songs. But yeah, that songs. that is like the first time that they mentioned the word proton pack. Uh, what what was the guy who played the little foreign guy? Peter McNichol. Yeah, he was great in that. He was good. I, anytime I see him in anything now, like I always associate, you know, him with Ghostbusters too. And yeah, I know he had a really successful run with Alan Ally McBeal, and he yep. was in Adam's Family Values. He's one of the sadistic camp counselor guys. Yes. And <laughs> he's like, he goes to Dana's apartment. He's like, woo He's like, oh, and the baby's like, oh, oh I, I woo. But that supposedly was like all his idea to do, like the, do it real foreign like yeah. that. The Upper Vest Side. <laughs> <laughs> I love all of those. Those are so funny. I thought he was a really good character. And I, it'd be interesting to see what happens with him, if anything. Like if they he, decide to bring him in somehow. He balanced out because he, to me, kind of felt like the poor man's, um, you know, Lewis Tully, like yeah. the role they had in the first one, where it was like this lovable loser, you know, kind of gets, you know, manipulated by some ghost. Um, so he, but I felt like he did a really great job of walking that line between, you know, comedic, um, you know, backup. And um, there were some scenes where he, like when he's he's the ghost and he's coming as the nanny to pick, to oh, get that was, Oscars. Man, like, that is a lot of people's creepiest scene. Yeah, I mean, like he was with Oscar on the balcony and all that and then stuff. When he had the the um, the flashlight eyes, I love. I was going like, to mention that. I love the scene where he's at Dana's apartment <gasps> and after the blackout, and he's like, he just like knocks on the door and she closes it, and like he's like walking in the lights. I thought that was a cool special effect because mm-hmm. he was. I mean, he was super creepy too. That was the thing. Is like he balanced that out the 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 comedy and the creepiness. Yeah, he deserves a lot of credit for that scene. He really does. Um, and and it was. Um, who was it? Who was it played Vico? It was uh, uh, Vincent Z- Vonsito. Was that who it was? Yes. Okay. <laughs> Thanks, Adam. <laughs> it took you long enough to come in with that answer. Because, uh, like, Nick was giving me a look. Like, uh, uh, I'm, yeah, I'm not sure. Yeah, I'm not sure. I, I've read it before, but I don't know. Okay. To be perfectly honest, I have no idea. I'm just agreeing with you blindly. <clears throat> but, you know, the Scolari brothers, you know, I had them written down. Uh, the yeah. Dore Egon scene always oh, makes me laugh. Oh, yeah. I love, love, love that scene. The judge, he's so, he's just so crazy. He's just like Yosemite Sam, how angry he is. Yeah. Um, what was there a reason for him being that angry towards the Ghostbusters? Like, a, like a scene that was cut or something? Like, I always wondered yeah, that. I'm not sure. I mean, with the whole movie, the, that was kind of the whole plot was just that you know the, the sludge anger. was being made from the anger, the anger manifesting. That's itself. true. That's true. And it was in the little container. That's yeah. true. Yeah. What do you think about the mood slime? How did you like that little you know twist wrinkle? That was my first introduction to Jackie Wilson. Oh, yeah. <laughs> love it love it they made the statue of liberty go with the nes advantage yeah. that was great <laughs> and i remember loving that scene as a kid yeah just like really like they understand me <laughs> <laughs> this is for me i i, I, I like the scene with the toaster mm-hmm. that was great but now the scene with like oscar and like dana saves oscar from like the tub monster the tub. that was really weird looking that was weird that seemed like a really rushed special effect yeah. like, all the tubs trying to eat the baby <laughs> it's like why does it what? have a mouth uh like why does the tub change shape too it's so strange or, i think it changed shape maybe not it, it did kind of bend yeah. yeah yeah okay whatever but no the, the scene where he's just like you're like oh baby 
you're my number one requested Christmas item. <laughs> like that makes me smile. Like I love it so much. Um, I, I mean, that's really all I got for two. Uh, I, I remember like Hardy's having a really cool promotion, like the cups. Yeah. I had a couple of those like cups, like the I big have the pencil case. cups. They pencil had, case. Like, uh, I still have the pencil. Well, I got little the electronic case. thing that would make noise or something. Oh yeah, I know what you're yeah. talking about. I had one of those. So they they made they made good a little bit, you know. Like yeah. they they didn't get McDonald's, they got Hardee's. But I I definitely remember like that Hardee's promotion big time. Back in the day, Hardee's I think Hardee's felt like it had a little. Well, bit more you know, slay. they had pound puppies, they had California yeah. raisins. Hardee's uh, had yeah. a little bit more. They weren't presence. just like you know half naked broads on a given in you know, like car wash, you know, like that, on the hood of a car. That was great. You get those like cinnamon rolls with the California raisins. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. But Taco Bell was Batman. Like that was a weird. But that gave us cinnamon twists. Yeah. <laughs> so it, it was all good. Thank you, cross promotional stuff. Mm, yes, merchandising, 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 <laughs> merchandising. Well, okay. So let's shorts. let's go for I. This this is we don't even. I mean, I don't even know anything about this. It was completely something I ignored. But in 1997, there was um, a the ex- cartoon, the Extreme Ghostbusters. Extreme Ghostbusters. Mm-hmm. Uh, and there, there was like a wheelchair yep. guy, yeah. and uh, so like, do you guys, did you guys watch that? Very little. I have. You gave it a uh, chance. Yeah, I tried, but I mean, you know, I was older then, and yeah. I, I was excited Ghostbusters were coming back, but I didn't really get into. We it. were drinking age at this point. So. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Adam, what do you? So you 97. were such a huge fan of the uh, real Ghostbusters. So you, by this time, you were like, oh, yeah. I, I was, I was same, same kind of thing. It was like, oh, more Ghostbusters. It's, uh, I'll, I'll just, and they had Maurice Lamarche, Lamarche back as. Egon. Oh, nice! And they had Janine, and they had Slimer. Yeah, I didn't um, really like the art style as much. No, it was, it was and that's very a big different. part of it. Very yeah. different style. Big part of it. Um, and this this one, you know, going into the late '90s, there was definitely like, all right, we want to we want this one to be inclusive. So they had there was the Hispanic uh, girl, or there was a Hispanic guy and something like a goth girl, and then, oh, Kylie. Yeah, yeah. And then they. Um, they had the kid in the wheelchair. Was there an Ecto one, Ecto three, or something? Um, they changed. Or did it. they just rollerblade everywhere? <laughs> uh, they, were they, they had they had an Ecto one. They changed the traps though. That was a, they they were like yeah big. Uh, you know, I things. think that was that was one reason I didn't really care for it was because all the equipment was different. Which yeah. is one of the things the I didn't like about the the female movie. It's like yeah, they, that Holtzman scene equipment. was just like. We'll get there. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, we'll get there. We're we're about to be there soon. But yeah, I mean, it was it was it was fun for kids um, that hadn't. Was that a Fox cartoon thing, or was it? Because uh, like there weren't a lot of networks showing cartoons at this time. The uh, the animation it really it reminds me of like when Godzilla the they made a cartoon of Godzilla from the uh, Matthew Roderick movie, and then the Men in Black cartoon. Hmm. It was. It seemed like the same kind of animation studio. It was. It was very different. It was. Um, even it was extreme. Yeah, it was very. It was totally extreme. <laughs> but they did bring back Sam Hain. Yeah, they did. Oh, so they did an episode with Sam Hain. Okay. Yeah, they had. They they made sure to make just enough connections to the original, to where they tried to get you know some of the the original audience to come. I'm assuming and there were some toys that probably accompanied. Yeah, there were there were toys with it. There was merchandising that went on with it, but it was I, I think it was maybe one or two seasons if that. Oh, so and, it maybe went two seasons. Okay. Yeah, it was I mean it was it was not a long run. I don't think it was very successful. I've I've watched I think it, I want to say it might be on Hulu. I think I've watched it within the last year or two, just a couple episodes here and there cuz I hadn't seen it in a while, but it I mean Is the real Ghostbusters cartoon on Hulu? Do you know? 
That I'm not sure of. Okay. Uh, it, w- it was on a streaming service at one point because I have the DVDs, but I, I, I know I wasn't using them. To See, that's the it. kind of thing I'm like confused. Why wouldn't they put out a Blu-ray set? Because it's not like there's any music licensing to get around like you do sometimes with DVDs. Um, you you can check that out. Well, I'm, gonna, I'm doing that. I'm going to move on to the next. Well, before you do, um, one of the characters that was in it that he mentioned earlier, Kylie Griffin. Uh, it, it's interesting because there was a, when IDW put out their Ghostbusters comics a few years back, mm-hmm. and I think they may still make them. But um, there was, a, you know, and and these comics were very much in kind of the style of the original Ghostbusters, not real Ghostbusters, not you know the cartoon. Oh, okay. And so, but so it's kind of a a cartoon version of like the movie, if you will. Okay. And anyway, they they brought in Kylie from the Extreme Ghostbusters series. I, I guess they just felt like she was a popular enough character that they brought her in. And they that's an inclusive thing to do as well. They yeah. started her out to where because they they had Ray where Ray was still still had his occult bookstore, but since he's still kind of running around Ghostbusters, Kylie worked at Ray's occult bookstore. And then eventually, as the comic progressed, she eventually kind of became one of the Ghostbusters also. Are you buying those? those oh, guys? yeah. Yeah? Okay. Yeah, cool. I, I, yeah it's a great I, I have series. some questions about that then when we get a little further along here. <clears throat> Adam, have you come up with anything? Extreme Ghostbusters, there was one season, 40 episodes. Okay. But one season. That's how they did it. It yeah. is on Hulu. The real Ghostbusters is not streaming anywhere Damn. right now. There were seven seasons of that. I may have to break down well, by the DVD set. I need to watch Extreme Ghostbusters then because I didn't really ever watch yeah, it. Yeah, it's on Hulu. Time. Check it out. Why not? Uh, and you and you 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 know you don't have to watch the commercials or anything. No, yeah. commercial yeah. free. Both of you high rollers. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> okay. I don't let advertisers get to me that way. The next thing I have to talk about is so the next real big thing on the timeline is the video game. But what I actually would like to talk about a little bit is that period of time when they just kept trying to make the movie <laughs> part mm. three. They tried and tried and tried and tried and tried. Talk to me, guys. What 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 were some of the scenarios that you guys remember hearing about? Like, because there were tons. Ghostbusters go to hell. Yeah. Ghostbusters go to hell. There was a. There was, a was next kind gener- of a part of the original idea, wasn't it? Like he had the interdimensional thing, but I thought I remembered from some of what Ackroyd had originally thought was they would go to hell. So Ackroyd wrote a script, and that would have been Ghostbusters go to hell. I think there was a part of it. it was like in their interdimensional stuff, they would actually go to hell to fight ghosts. Because it's a problem in hell, all the ghosts. Then it seemed like there was a period of time when it really kind of seemed like they were... It was like the bad boys thing. You know, like one one person, would like probably Dan Aykroyd or somebody was like, we're, it's going to happen. Yeah. We're doing it. And uh, you know, they had like all these like really... They had these concepts flushed out. Like they were like, oh, we're going to get a Ghostbusters movie with like... Uh, who, was the, who was the one dude from like 20, the 21 Jump Street movie? Uh, the the hunkier dude, not... not Channing Tatum? Yeah, they, there was... I, I Richard Grieco? <laughs> I remember like there being his, his name bouncing around. I remember hearing things like Seth Rogen's name bouncing around, yep. and uh, you know, they, but it was going to be a passing of the torch kind of thing. Like, yep. they, they, they since they could never really get Bill Murray, I was like, well, we'll just we'll just pass the torch. Yep. Mm-hmm. And I feel like for a couple of years that was a thing. Yep. Yeah, and I kind of remember hearing that they were going to do it with or without him. Yeah. Yeah. But they didn't, and <laughs> for whatever reason, uh, then there was this really really frustrating thing that happened on MTV or it was some sort of award show where Bill Murray comes waltzing out in total costume. Yeah, I remember seeing that. And everybody thought, 
oh my god, he's whatever problem there was is no right. more, and he's he's in like or else why would he do that? But it was just like classic Bill Murray trolling, I guess. Yeah, just, you know, he did that on Letterman all the time. He always come dressed some oh, different yeah, weird. It's thing. like oh man, come on! But like I remember thinking like this is the thing that's going to get it made because he seems to have he seems to be excited about it for some mm-hmm. like. And I guess that's just all it was. He was just trolling people. Well, the, uh, it's a lot of the a lot of the stories when it would pop back up. I mean, they were sending him because script after they script, were sending yeah. him everything, and because they had um, Ackroyd and uh, Ramus were involved in a lot of stuff, and then Ackroyd kept the torch going. And then they were, I mean, they were getting they were bringing in writers from. I, I know there were a couple guys from the office that they had at one point that had a script um, that they thought was going to go somewhere. So many think, scripts. I think those guys did year one, but he wouldn't even read them, right? He would just send them back. I, yeah, I, I I think he was. I think, but why? I, I think it was, was it like the whole like Harold Ramis thing. I, I know he and I mean he and Harold had their differences, which I think they patched some of that up before Harold right passed. before he passed away. Um, yeah, but it was it was I think, it, and they touched on that in the how. Yeah, you know, mm-hmm. but I I, I kind of knew a little bit about that too. I think there was a lot about it with uh, with Murray, where I mean he he never saw the merit of doing a sequel in the first place, just based on he didn't want to do a sequel, and then they kept coming. What, after what sequels him. has he made? Other than Garfield, Garfield too. Was that it? I mean, maybe he's just not a sequel guy because he, he he didn't show up to do another Meatballs movie. He no. was like, no, and I'm they done made with one, that. but they, they, they made plenty. Yes, did, and they did Caddyshack. <laughs> he didn't come back for Caddyshack yes. too. Maybe he's maybe that's just that. Maybe that's just him. You know, he's like, I don't want to do a sequel, and he 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 sort of had to do the sequel for two thousand or nineteen eighty nine. I'm sorry. Well, he can't. Uh, if the, the stories that I've heard are true, they were bugging him to do a sequel back then, and he didn't want to do it. But they finally had an idea that he was like, "Okay, if you're making this movie, I'm on board with this. This would be a really good movie." Because he wanted to make another good movie. Now, do you remember what what things, major things, they changed? And maybe back up to '89 again, real quick. The the I, I remember his main rebuttal um, and why he was so frustrated even before the sequel came out. Um, it, it, you know, it only, it only, I think it only intensified the fact that when the sequel came out, people were like, well, it was good, but it just wasn't as good as the original. Yeah. He was so frustrated because even when he showed up to make the movie that they made, he's like, this isn't the movie you told me we we're going to make. Okay. So he was there and they're like, this is not what you, you know, sold me on. This is not the movie you said we were going to come here and make. And so okay. he was, I think a lot of it was just for years. Fool me years. once. Shame yeah. on me. He was like, nah, thing. I'm not doing it again. Okay. And he, he is just the kind of guy that'll hold a grudge. I mean, because like Harold Ramis, for all, I mean, like they seem to have a real friendship. They certainly had a good working relationship for a yep. long, long time. Mm-hmm. And it was like the whole Groundhog Day thing, you know, like there was, there, you know, like that's the story. Like something happened on Groundhog Day. Where they, and then from that point forward, they like just never spoke again. Yeah. For years. Years and years. And from what I understand, like Bill Murray got his way like that. He, he wanted the more dark version and that's what more got. That's what got made. So like he kind of got his way. Like, wh- what was the issue? Like, I don't. We'll never know. Um, I, if I if I had to guess, I, Murray has always been one of those guys. He's not a prima donna in so much that like he just wants outrageous, ridiculous things. But he, I think, he considers himself, and I think some of it's rightfully earned that he's an artist and wants to do things in a particular way. He's earned some of that. He's, he's in, earned in some the of last that. twenty years. He's he's made a lot of arty movies, and he wanted to do Razor's Edge, as I'd mentioned yep. before, and that was going to be a dramatic movie. And he, I think, he was wanting to have a real. He wanted to make a go of acting, and he got criticized for it heavily. And he was in that movie about where uh, Hunter S. Thompson. He he would done yep. that. Or the Buffalo Room, I think is what it was called. Yep. So before the Johnny Depp, you know, uh, leaving or not leaving Las Vegas, but uh, Fear and Loathing. Yeah, Fear and Loathing. <laughs> Las Vegas. 
Uh, I don't know what it is, but I mean, we're, we're apparently going to get him in another one. So that's great. Yes. So I, I just wanted to mention that before. And th- Nick, this is going to be all you buddy. Uh, so the 2009 video game, uh, where they actually got them all together and they filmed their line. And if this was for the long time, the longest time considered to be, this is what you're getting. This is ghostbusters three. Yeah. There'll they, be nothing else. They really considered that to be ghostbusters three for a long time. So what was the story on that one, Nick? Uh, it was kind of, uh, it, it really touched on that Evo Shandor kind of thing. Um, so there was like a museum that Alyssa Milano's character, um, I guess she worked at the museum or something, and they had like a Gozer exhibit. And um, I haven't really played through the remastered one, so it's been years since I've played it. Ten, um, in fact. Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah. Yeah, so I guess it has been ten It doesn't years. seem like that long, but it <laughs> No, it, it doesn't. Been. How quickly a decade passes. Yeah, yeah. yeah but so uh, I just, I remember it, it tied a lot to, um, I mean, it didn't have Gozer again, but it was involved with the whole kind of Gozer worshippers kind of thing in Evo Shandor. Okay. And That's so interesting. I really want to like, I really want to play that now. And, and they, they played off of the mood slime. They had different kinds of slime. Because like all video games would do, you know, it just different things to collect and whatever. So there would mm-hmm. be black slime and the mood slime. I remember and, that. Uh, oh, you played this too? This yeah. Okay. I, I I don't think I played it all the way through, but I, I've played it within the last few years. I, I need to play it again. Me uh, too. I, I bought it for Switch. I just haven't had a chance to play it yet. I really like the way they kind of tied in things that you know you love from like the first movie and the second movie i mean because like vigo is like in the firehouse he's like propped up against the wall you can like walk up and he'll talk supposedly that big portrait of vigo is like hanging in some sony like studio office (laughs) so it lives but you know i mean it brought back like the marshmallow man and slimer and everything and it's a good game yeah cool um so check that out everybody and uh, that's going to lead us into 2016's Ghostbusters, which honks me off that they called it Ghostbusters. Because when yeah. you like would hit up IMDb, like it would for a while at least, and, like in all the SEO search, like that's what you'd get. At least give it like some sort of subtitle or something. Answer the call. Yeah. Well, and that's kind of unofficially like what yeah. they do call it now, but it doesn't <laughs> say that like yeah, on they- the. It still just says Ghostbusters on the DVD. Yeah. So we're excited to just to get a Ghostbusters movie. Yes. You know, and and I remember being pretty. I I I was never the whole all female cast thing. Like it never even clicked with me. Never registered with me that that would be something that would get people so pissed. Like I was, I was upset that we weren't getting. Yeah, the, I mean, the, but I mean, you know, Harold Ramis had died, so like you know, you were getting a Ghostbusters. It, movie. it wasn't even about that. It was an all girl cast that even really bothered me. It was kind of like, huh, that's kind of strange, but you know, whatever it was that it wasn't even considered to be in the same universe. That's my biggest complaint. And I will not forgive it for that. Yes. They totally just, they made the dumb ass move of throwing out all the lore. They could have done a passing of the torch with the girl. They could have done so many things and it would have been, people would have appreciated it so much more. But they had to go with the reboot, and you're in. God, I hate it. I hate that that's what they did. Mm-hmm. And I knew that going in, and I hated it for that. But I still, enjoy, I, yeah, I went so in with an open mind. Like Adam was saying, you know, I wanted to give it its chance, but already, it, you know, it's just like, man, I wish they didn't do it this way. Yeah. 
Well, because I mean, for the, for you know, years and years, I mean, with all the rumors that had gone around, like of all the different storylines of what we could potentially get for new Ghostbusters for a while, it was it was going to be the passing the torch to this next generation of comedians. And there so, you had the opportunity to do it. And and then they're like, and then they had, well, we're going to do passing the torch, but it's going to be four hot chicks because Alyssa Milano it was a lot a lot of the lists, and I think that's why she made it into the video game. Because it was like, oh, because she was on a, a number of the lists. I remember, you know, a short list of here's who the four female Ghostbusters would be. Yeah. And so by that point, because I was, it was like, we're just getting other Ghostbusters. I'll just be happy about it. And then I was like, okay, Melissa McCarthy, you know, uh, Kristen Wiig. And Paul Feig. And Paul Feig. He was like, okay. the and, and Kate McKinnon was like an unknown to me really yeah. at that time. And, and I, she was my favorite one. Mine too. Of the movie. She, she really made the most of that. Yeah. Because, you know, like Kristen, as funny as Kristen Wiig and Melissa McCarthy, can be like I thought they were really flat in the movie. She, Kate McKinnon, as she did with a lot of time in SNL, she kind of stole the movie. Mm-hmm. And I, I like, I honestly liked Leslie Jones. I thought she was pretty entertaining. Like the the scene where she walks into the room with the mannequins. She's like oh, a room yeah. full of mannequins. Doubt. <laughs> she just like walks out. No. <laughs> and I, I, I did. I did like that they didn't necessarily just do like a one to one. Like, okay, Leslie Jones is going to be Ernie Hudson, and yeah. you know, I like that they had a connection. Yeah, I, I think I, I love the connection. I, I admit, I kept, I, I forever would always call Kate McKinnon's character Lady Egon. Yeah, yeah. Well, she had the weird hair too, right? Like real Ghostbusters hair, kind of. <laughs> I think. I think one of the things that really just emphasized the fact, and I, I think it was really a, a, a misstep on the part of the execution in the movie was they got so many things that like in this tongue-in-cheek way oh remember there's a real ghostbusters movie it's like yes you put stay puff marshmallow man you put slimer you put every character every actor from the movie yeah i was like it it's not like hey here's a fun reminder that this is connected it's like every five minutes there's another thing it's like remember yeah. there's also the other ghostbusters we're not connected to at all Yes. Yeah. All that. All those cameos were fun in the moment, but they don't age well at all. Like for repeat viewings, like I don't like it at all. The kid spray paints the Ghostbusters logo on. I kind of like. He just accidentally made the Ghostbusters logo. But I do like it. There were parts that made me laugh because he's like. the way they execute it was a funny scene. It's a little bit more. (laughs) I was a terribly funny scene. Yeah. Like when you add all those up, it's like this is like. Why didn't you just connect it? You did, did so many things to make us remember that there was a, a better Ghostbusters movie. The frustrating thing too for me is like the movie actually legitimately started out fun and good. I feel yeah. like the first like hour of that movie, like I was along for the ride, dude. For a little while, I was forgetting that I wasn't getting exactly what I wanted. The whole like intro of like the guy giving the tour, and then you know <sighs> that right, was right before yeah. the title. Yeah, felt so Ghostbusters. Yeah, yeah. it really did. It really did because it had that like, yeah, we understand this is this is going to be a, a comedy, yeah, uh, but it felt scary mm-hmm. uh, just enough, you know, just enough. That really felt right. Yeah, and then and then it just slowly kept going downhill. <laughs> it did. It just. I love the whole Ed Begley Jr. thing. Oh, there was there was, was when he's like, no, he called me. <laughs> These pants are toast. <laughs> <laughs> that line, like, I love that actor too. Just, He's really great. Zach Woods. Yeah, he is fantastic. He's really. <laughs> These pants are and toast. It, and it was weird too that he survived. Like there was like no yeah. danger at it's all. Like, in oh, fact, okay. that he like, just, oh, he's fine. Okay, all right. Well, whatever. I mean, not that I wanted him to die, but it just the tone immediately changed. Yeah, like, really strange. Like really fast. Uh, there's the inclusion of Chris Hemsworth, which you know. 
it's he it cast seems, all the show. He 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 kind of did. Like it was like he and Kate McKinnon like really made the most of what time they had. But once he became like the bad guy and the villain, it was just like what? And, well, but the real vet, the real antagonist in the movie sucked. I, I the that, little guy who worked did, at the hotel. Did you watch the extended cut? Yes, mm, it, it's know. better and kind of explains him a little more. It oh, gives, okay. Yeah, it does give him a little bit more backstory. Okay, which makes it a little bit more palatable. But I, it's still frustrating. Like it frustrated me that in the third act, he turned. I mean, he essentially like, oh, I'll yeah, because it really felt ghost. weird that he he would yeah. do what he did in the in just, the regular time. just to have a sort of a Stay Puft Marshmallow Man yeah, like, kind of thing. I'm sitting here, I was like, this is the Stay Puft Marshmallow Man. Like you just showed me the Stay Puft Marshmallow Man in the balloon. Form. In the balloon, and, and floats, then we're gonna yeah. do it this way. Like, yeah. yeah. Okay. Uh-huh. So you and guys, he like sketched like the Ghostbust like that monster thing or whatever. Yeah. Like, yeah, like I hated how it ended where they like they went in on a bungee cord or whatever and like yeah. like uh, did so not stupid. care for Lady Slimer. No, Lady no. Slimer. And, and that Slimer and Lady Slimer were just joy riding around in the Ecto one. So so unnecessary, man. Like, can you think of something better to do? Really. So the the movie didn't the, the the parts that should have been funny there weren't that many there and there's the unforgivable scene where like you know Holtzman had like come up with this plethora of weapons oh like, that she I had laid out on the table yeah, and like most like, McCarthy's like flying around on the one and it's like okay so so you develop completely different equipment and I'm talking about at the start of it you yeah. know where they had like the giant yeah. ghost trap and everything yeah, okay yeah. whatever right right but then. All of a sudden, now you've got a ghost blender and like the the wood chipper thing (laughs) and everything. And yeah, it was just so they could all have like a little comedic turn. I could not stand that. Like, where the hell did all this come from? And now you're not even concerned about trapping them or anything. You just throw them in a wood chipper and they're just ectoplasm. Well, yeah, because there was the part where like Kate McKinnon had the scene where she like goes in in slow motion and like is like, you know, whipping them and like just yeah, it was just it just completely forgot what they they made that scene cool. Like it was a cool scene. It was meant to look was, cool, but yeah, it did not work. But it it was, didn't make sense. Yeah, yeah, that was the thing. It was like it was executed like the way it was filmed. It was like this is a really cool look to it. Yeah. But it, it's when I was like, you know, it would be like, hey, this, you know, like this apple looks really good, but it tastes like poop. <laughs> I was like, have okay. you tasted the apple? The, you take a big bite of it. It was like, oh, the apple tastes like poop. And they're like, well, it looked really good. I was like, well, it doesn't matter because it's poop. Hmm. And. You know, I think I'd mentioned it before, like when, you know, you and I have done podcasts where like after the movie was over, you know, you do the whole thing where you stand around and you kind of talk about it. And I have this thing where like initially I, I do this a lot. I'll walk out of a movie really positive. Do you remember the very first thing I said? Yeah. You're like, it was good, but it wasn't good enough for the haters to shut the hell up. That was, or yeah. I'm paraphrasing a little bit, but that's yeah. pretty much exactly what you said. Yeah. And I agree. I was like, you know what? Yeah, it was fine. I was it, like, well, it, it was had fine. to blow the doors off of everybody. And, and, and remember, like, reviews were, like, really positive, you know, which made me hopeful. I was like, oh, wow, this is actually being reviewed pretty well. Uh, and it did have, like, a pretty good opening weekend, but it's just like, it, you're exactly like people couldn't come out of the theater just like oh my god it's the greatest yeah. so the haters took that little opportunity to go I told you they ruined it yeah I was just gonna go meh it was okay and and then the, and then the more like people like you and I Nick and and you Adam and like the the, the people who really wanted to love it you have more and more time to reflect on it and yeah. you're just like yeah but why'd they do that yeah like you couldn't stay you couldn't keep defending it no. for long yeah you know like I, you're defending it just ever so slightly yeah. <laughs> like. And you know it was it was a fun enough movie. 
I bought it and watched it again. Uh, you, know, you know, they showed the kids. They enjoyed it just fine. It's not a bad movie. It's no, it, you know, it's, is it worse or better than Ghostbusters 2? I mean, you could seriously debate some people on that, I would imagine. Yeah. I'd... I mean, we would always go Ghostbusters 2 because at least it follows the right. events of one. Right. You know, there's, there's continuity and all that. But, um, I mean, as far as the movie goes, I mean. You can enjoy the movie in a vacuum. If you take out, that's if, the best way to enjoy it. Yeah, as like if you if you just if you turned it on and just was like I mean uh, especially the I mean all the stuff with uh, Hemsworth I mean the jokes I love is the Mike hat joke. <laughs> it's like is it okay if bring Mike hat to work? Uh, no, we have. I love all of his no, little lines. <laughs> he's like he took the headshots and he's like shirtless. <laughs> he's he's got one where he's like holding a saxophone. The, the glasses that don't have any glass in them. It's <laughs> like they kept getting dirty. It was fine. It was totally fine. And I, I like your comment of it, it's best enjoyed in a vacuum. And I think it will finally get an opportunity to maybe be enjoyed in a vacuum because we now have a, an official third yeah. movie. Uh, if that movie comes out and is fine, I think people will be more forgiving of this movie. I hope. Yeah. yeah. I hope. That's my hope anyway. Now, people might just bag on it more than ever. Uh, but, but since it doesn't really connect to anything. Yeah. And I, like, I hated like that there was like the kind of like tiff between, was it, was it, I, I know that Leslie Jones was very. She was very vocal. She was very vocal about it. And uh, I, I want to say maybe, maybe Paul F- Fig was a little bit too, but I think he was just more defending he Leslie Jones. He was defensive. Yeah. He he was very defensive because I know Aykroyd came out and he defended the movie. and He, defended, well, he was a producer on the movie, yeah, right? And he defended all the ladies in it, but he, he put a lot of the blame on Feig because the budget got so inflated because of all the special effects. And so it's like, Oh, yeah. He, it was a notorious bomb. If he had been a better steward of the money, it would not have flopped as hard as it did. It would have made back its money. It would have been... It wouldn't have been one of those things where you could just categorically say, like, this movie's not, we're not making I don't see how you could blame him, though, just to defend him for a second, though, because I would imagine that this, this was a, because, like, Sony's been kind of desperate for a hit for a yeah. long time, the studio. Yep. And uh, they, they, they needed this movie to be a massive success. Yeah. So, like, they were probably, you know, they were probably the ones the, pumping and, the extra money into the budget, and they—I mean—they really had no way. There was there was nothing that was happening to combat. He's all a of comedic the, director. Yeah, it's it's it seems like such a strange choice in hindsight, but I think it was just due to the fact the actors that were attached to it. It seemed yeah. natural, but I mean, well, he did Spy, which had elements of action in he it. He did the Heat too. Um, yeah, but he—that's Sandra Bullock. In. <laughs> Sandy Bullock. Is Jerry going to have him make an appearance pound in this crossover? Pound, dollar, dollar for dollar. dollar. Yeah. <laughs> no, I mean he's 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 a reliable comedy director. Yeah. The thing is, just, it's his first big miss. You I don't think. you don't make a lot of money. Typically, I mean, you make enough money for comedies to be successful and to keep making. Comedies them. come in under a hundred million. Comedies, they make a hundred million. It's a huge yeah, success. That's what they do. Yeah. Um, and this this is just one of those like. I think what they did is they they're like, well, what if we take this process we're already running with these comedy movies, and we just you know bring, beef up the special effects, beef it yeah. up with and and we call it Ghostbusters because, I mean, in some things, some things it works. I mean, like when they remade Jumanji, mm. I was like, I mean, really outside of a, I mean, and I think what they did better with Jumanji is there were like a couple of references. Is that to a the Sony original. movie or Universal movie? I don't know if it's okay. Okay, um, but it's it's one of those where it's like they made just enough references to the original to make you feel that nostalgia. I only ask because if it's Sony, they just did it again, like, but it worked out this time. This so. time it worked. <laughs> they, but I mean, essentially, it's like outside of kind of the setting, 
There's nothing about the the remake with The Rock that has anything to do with the, the original content. Yeah, they, so, it's a game that you go into. Yeah, That's so like, it really is. And in the first one, the game came out of the game into the real world. That's yeah. when you come from you the real world into, into the, the game. game. Yeah. So, there was just a game. That it was, was like, <laughs> honestly, it was, I mean, it was really just mostly name recognition. It's like, oh, this is a Jumanji movie. She's like, oh, Jumanji. I remember yeah. that from when I was a kid. Yeah. So I think they were hoping for a similar kind of thing. It's like, oh, Ghostbusters? And then everybody just started crapping all over it, and I yeah. think they just had no way to combat. That I, I hate of. that. I hate that. Like it, it came down to the whole like toxicity of yeah. the all female cast. Like it just was a just. But like I'd said earlier, like they weren't helping themselves by giving you a trailer. Like that trailer, I feel like that trailer came out, and then like two months later, it was like solo. You know, it's like the trailer came out, and then the movie was out. Like there was hardly any time to scrutinize it, like or or at least get people to go, oh, look, it's not so bad, guys. Let's get this turned around, and you know, it's it's going to be good. That trailer was just like, when's the Ghostbusters trailer coming? When's the Ghostbusters movie's coming out in a few months, right? Right. It was really bizarre. It's just not usually how it works. Usually, you get trailers like six, seven, eight months in advance. Get excited about it, and you know, you can gauge the response of you know the audience, and you can make some tweaks, like they did with Sonic. Yep. You know, you you can do those things, but it's like they they kept it a secret. They kept it hidden. It's like, do you not have any faith in this movie? Are you so concerned about the all female casting? You're just like, let's just keep it out of the news until it's out. It didn't work. Mm-hmm. Just didn't work. So, you know, best best enjoyed in a vacuum. I like that. And that that you know that's pretty much it. Like I, I'd had Ghostbusters Afterlife coming in after that, but we 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 couldn't wait. We had to talk about that right off the top. My bad. No, no, it's fine. Piece. It, it, it was a tasty piece. <laughs> uh, that that was like the main reason for this show. Like, I, just, we, I was excited. I wanted to do a Ghostbusters episode. You know, initially I was like, let's do a trailer reaction, but you know, we couldn't. We weren't all available. So it's like, wait a minute, let's do a Ghostbusters trailer. Let's just talk about the let, Ghostbusters. Let's just talk about all the Ghostbusters, and it's been fun. You know, like, you know, thanks for bringing all the props, Nick. Heck yeah. Uh, Finally get to do a Ghostbusters tribute show proper. And uh, did I did I leave anything? Oh, that was going to talk about the comics real quick. Oh, There's a lot of comic. Uh, there's like a crossover comic with the Transformers. and Oh, yeah. There's uh, the Ghostbusters meet the Ninja Turtles. And um, the, you know, like you say, the Transformers. And uh, and they're pretty good, you say, huh? And, and the, there was even like the, the Transformers toy that the Ecto-1 turns yeah, into I've a got robot. That over there. Yeah, it's Ecto-1. He's a Transformer. Um, but yeah, the comic series is really good. It's been out for a few years now. It's, it's good, and it focuses on the original gang, right? All of the original. No, uh, no. I, I mean, well, plus it, the it's, girl. It's more like the the style of the movie. It's got nothing to do with the um, that video game at all. It's got no. No, no I meant. Um, sorry, I meant the movie. Yeah, 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 yeah. Sorry. Yeah, it it, it kind of takes place. Oh, no, what I said was the original gang. And oh, gang. Yeah, yeah. Okay, like, yeah, 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 yeah. Okay. Yeah, it it kind of takes place like as if the m- events of the movie and the Ghostbusters two took place and continues off from there, and, and even uh, takes it that step further. Like if the, they did franchises, because there there ended up being like a storyline where like this one guy was kind of a rival guy that was stealing their. Tech, I like that idea. And, and he I ended like up idea. like opening up uh, like the Ghostbusters franchise for like Chicago. I like that. And so nice. there's a team for Chicago. Oh, speaking of franchises, uh, Nick, can you talk at all about? Like all of these chapters of Ghostbusters, like Ghostbusters is such a phenomenon. Like there's cities who have their own Ghostbusting oh, yeah, I mean, units. It, it exists. I don't really know much about it. I mean, okay. I know there's a Louisville Ghostbusters that yeah. you know everybody keeps saying I should be a part of, but I'm not. You yeah. totally could. Yeah. yeah. But, uh, I but, love that there was like yeah. an Ecto one driving around for like Halloween events. Yeah. Couple, yeah. Yeah. Like the, there's. I mean, it's is there. There's nothing like Ghostbusters. 
it's the movie's been like it's like 35 years old yeah there, there's all kinds of um you know ghostbusters of like whatever like state or city or whatever you can think of a lot of fandoms that are out there and certainly star wars is up there and star trek is up there and you know star trek has its conventions and its trekkies that's probably the only thing that steps above it mm-hmm. but i mean you know for one for more or less one movie that everyone universally agrees is fantastic all of this comes from the first movie yeah, it all comes yeah, from the first yeah. movie. Mm-hmm. You know, the second movie it, it 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 borrows from the goodwill of the first one, but I mean it's it's because of the 1984 movie that we love so much. Yeah, like everybody can say, oh sure, I enjoyed the second movie, fine, but yeah, it's the first one. Yeah, yeah, you have pockets of people who like it. You have pockets of people who are like in for the cartoon and the toys, uh, but it's that first one. It's like universally accepted to be fantastic. Mm-hmm. One of the best movies, so rewatchable. I don't know, it, it's up there, man. It's up there with like. Jurassic Park, yeah. Back to the Future, and you know, like I got a, I got a wall of movies on that they're like some of my all-time favorite movies. Star Wars: A New Hope. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Totally. Dark Crystal. And that's for you. <laughs> <laughs> that movie frightened me. It's a it, it's, it's an acid trip on, on up on the screen. <laughs> Ghost Heads is a documentary. Oh, yeah, what, it was on Netflix. I don't know if it's still on Netflix. Oh yeah, I, I watched that. It's no. What's this about again? It's just a documentary on Ghostbusters. Oh, okay, okay. And it, it talks. It goes about their. It's, and I, it's on Netflix. It, that's that's where I think they put it out for Netflix. Yeah, it's all about the fans. Yeah, yeah. So cool. It oh, I gotta about, check that out. It's it's really. So it it's, probably it probably focuses a lot on these groups. Yeah, yeah. It's yeah, really it good, and it's it's cool to see like how people have. Like this movie, not only like it was entertaining and it inspired them, it was like these groups of people have done a lot of good things in the name of Ghostbusters. Which this is, movie's probably is, done a lot for science. Yeah, like visiting hospitals yeah. and stuff. It's oh, really so cool. cool. Yeah. It's nice. really cool. It, it was filmed like when the the female Ghostbuster movie okay. was coming yeah. out. Yep. So they were like all excited about that coming. I always get excited when I see somebody walking up, you know, like in a convention or whatever, and they got the full Ghostbusters. Costume. Oh man, I remember the like, the first time I saw somebody like I was, it was like at a concert or something or other. I forget. I think it was like a video game concert or something. But they had like the full gear on. This was like the first time I'd ever seen like in real life. You can life, do this, like, like an <laughs> actual like real proton pack. Yeah. I was just like amazed. Your mind went. <laughs> <laughs> I got to get to work on point one point right now. That's cool. Well, I, you know, you you are the biggest Ghostbusters fan I know, Nick, and I, I didn't realize you were like such a big Ghostbusters. I, I mean, I, I assumed you were a big Ghostbusters fan, but like I didn't realize you well, were who such a big. Right? Well, well, what I was gonna say is like I didn't realize you were such a big fan of the cartoon series and stuff, like yeah. went way into it. All right. Well, I hope you guys enjoyed this, uh, f- this tribute to Ghostbusters as much as we did, as much as we love watching Ghostbusters and talking about Ghostbusters. We'll probably we, we have to come back for we have to agree to do an episode of review. We'll have to cross the streams again. Yeah. We'll, we'll have to cross the streams we'll again. Cross the streams again. Uh, and hopefully, like not explode at the speed of light. Yeah. <laughs> so, I looked at the streams, Ray. <laughs> I love that delivery of, of Egon too. Like, yeah. <laughs> like why would he do it? You know, like you wouldn't expect him of all people, the man of science, to do it. Uh, check out us. Check us out on uh, you know YouTube, YouTube.com/slash/geek. Uh, you know we're available on the audio streams, all of them. Uh, iTunes, Spotify, children's birthday parties, Podbean. <laughs> That's right. We'll show up with the jam box and do the Ghostbusters dance. We'll, we'll, we'll come by. We'll come by a kid's birthday party and we'll talk about the Ghostbusters. Nick will do it. He's got the cost. He's got the whole setup right there. You should do that, Nick. You can make a little bit of scratch on the side. <laughs> Anyways, uh, for for the uh, Big Geek Podcast, I've been one of your co-hosts, Ron Avis. I'm Nick Wright. And I'm Adam Peterson. And we'll see you next time.
Suck in the guts, guys, with the Ghostbusters. Sorry we had to hose you there, but you were kind of out of control. Tell him about the Twinkie. What about the Twinkie? You could accept the fact that this city is headed for a disaster of biblical proportion. Biblical. What he means is Old Testament, Mr. Yes. Mayor. Real wrath of God type stuff. Fire and brimstone coming down from the skies. Rivers and seas boiling. Forty years of darkness, earthquakes, volcanoes. The dead rising from the grave. Human sacrifice, dogs and cats living together. Mass hysteria. Do you have any hobbies? I collect spores, molds, and fungus. Eat them up. No. Ray. He gone. He slimed me. That's great! Actual physical contact! Can you move? Under what? Whether she's naked under that toga? She's French. You know that. Are you, Alice, menstruating right now? What has that got to do with it? I'm a scientist. Let's see what happens when we take away the puppy. You know, it's just occurred to me we really haven't had a completely successful test of this equipment. I blame myself. So do I. No sense worrying about it now. Why worry? Each of us is wearing an unlicensed nuclear accelerator on his back. Go to the Gozarian! Good evening. As a duly designated representative of the city County and state of New York, I order you to cease any and all supernatural activity and return forthwith to your place of origin or to the nearest convenient parallel dimension. That ought to do it. Thanks very much, Ray. Let's show this prehistoric bitch how we do things downtown. Of course not. And that is the whole problem with aliens, is you just can't trust them. Occasionally you meet a nice one, Starman, E.T., but usually they turn out to be some kind of big lizard. <laughs> Hey, what? You boneheads are gonna come and rob me out again? I got 3,000 bones out in Greenwich Village. I got about 8 million miles of cable I gotta check. You're gonna come and shake my monkey tree again? What are you talking about, buddy? The phone lines are over there. What did I see? The phone lines are over there. What did I say? How many times? Hey, hey. You're not with Con Ed or the phone company. We checked. So tell me another one. I got a major gas leak here. Where do you think all this is coming from? The sky? Ray, uh, we'd like to shoot the monster. Could you move, please? What do you think, Egon? I think this building should be condemned. There's serious metal fatigue in all the load-bearing members. The wiring is substandard. It's completely inadequate for our power needs. And the neighborhood is like a demilitarized zone. Two in the box. Ready to go. We be fast and they be slow. Wow. I think there's a connection between this Vigo character and the... Slime? It's the atomic weight of cobalt, 